0: welcome to the bass and brews podcast your weekly distraction from other high quality podcasts and now your host alex from swamp rat fishing and the co-hostess with the mostest the jabber hammer paul roberts My name's Paul. Uh, this is Bass and Bruce. I'm here with Paul. It's Paul and Paul. We're running the Paul Show tonight. If you can
1: tell, that was not me, Evan. We did a I did a, a TikTok live before we got started. You know the Bass and Bruce TikTok live pre-game show. And Alex is not here, y'all. Alex, Alex and and Amanda, his wife, decided to put their daughter's birthday party on the same night as when we record and uh so he's not here it's just it's just myself and Evan Goes Fishing who did the intro very poorly his hello was way too long and it was very monotone um hello. excuse me that's that's what it, we need it to be and also i had to point at him the whole so so the point i'm trying to make is this during the tiktok live we were about uh, 1000 likes from 5500 and I said if we get up to fifty five hundred, Evan is in charge of Bass and Brews tonight. And we did. We got up to like seven thousand. And Evan's in charge and we started the podcast out and he ruined it right off the bat.
0: Yep. It's all downhill from here, man.
1: Okay, well the podcast is yours since we oh. got all the stuff out of the way. So let's roll with it. Your bass you're you're Alex today. <laughs> I'm and Alex. Since, yeah. No, not a lot of we get we, we got we got about fifty people that watch on the YouTubes. And, and so changing the name isn't going to do much good tonight, but y'all, this is uh, the Jabberhammer Paul, And tonight we have Evan Ghost fishing, AKA Alex. So we're going to let him run it. We're going to let him be Alex and we're going to see where this podcast goes. I'm just uh, drinking. I'm shotgunning bike Paul <laughs> surges and having a good time. And I'm following our guest co-host tonight. Evan Ghost fishing.
0: All right. Let's get into it, man. It's a lot of pressure. Um, you want me to start off, go a little bit about myself and what I do, where I come from, all that good stuff. All right, you're you're fired. You I'm fired. Definitely,
1: you're definitely not taking my spot. Alex puts out, you know, needing a get a guest co-host replacement for <laughs> me. And I can assure you that you have failed the 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 interview on this one. No, what the way we like to start this podcast off, we don't want you to tell us about who you are and your story. We want you to tell you what has brought you here today on Bass and Brews Podcast. What is the journey that has brought you here today?
0: Um. Well, I got a little bit of a, a DM from, from Alex on Tuesday, and he says, hey, uh, what are you doing this Thursday? I said, well, nothing yet. Why, what's up? he says, uh, you want to do a podcast? I said, sure. So here I am. Um, but before then, you know, we've, uh, you know, the three of us have been back and forth in for probably the better part of a year, to be honest with you. Um, just sharing content on TikTok and wherever else, and kind of interacting with each other, and slowly, just kind of, we became mutuals after a while, and keep interacting with each other, and it's kind of just been kind of a bit of I don't know if it what you want to call it, but you know, we've been an internet friendship. We'll call it that. How about that? You were not prepared to run Bass and Bruce tonight, were you, and dude? You this felt, is my this is my first podcast. I got hey, a virgin mouth here,
1: but but. Uh, you got like 13,000 Tinky followers and make content left and right this is nothing different than Tinky except it's it's live it's not live but it is live cuz we edit and shit but um to to his defense i will come to his defense he did not find out about this until 7:40 and we started at 7:45 so you know and he's wearing a sweatshirt i don't I know am. where in the hell you live but he has on a Sims sweatshirt I and do. a Sims hat Got a match? This, is this the Meat Sims? What's that? Is this the Meat Sims?
0: The Meat Sims? No, I just got to have a matching hat and sweatshirt, man. That's my well, that's my well, gig. Well,
1: what's 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 the Sims? What is Sims?
0: Sims is a company out of Montana. They make mostly, I mean, they make fishing clothing, gear, um, various other products. Um Are but they
1: fly, fly, fly anglers.
0: Um, they kind of started out as mainly a a fly, a fly heavy business, but they do, um, I mean, they make rain gear for bass fishermen. Um, if you, if, I mean, if you're around like some of the, if you follow some of the other big, big name, like, like bass or MLF, like you'll see some guys wearing SIM stuff here and there. Um, I've got,
1: hold on now. If they started out as fly anglers, then you've probably got $400 in that sweatshirt and hat because fly anglers don't put nothing at no budget level shit.
0: No, I got this. I got this sweatshirt yesterday at Sierra for like thirty-five bucks, man. What the hell? I'm is a Sierra? bargain shopper. Uh, Sierra is—I is, don't know if you've had TJ Maxx down there, but it's the same yeah. family, okay. same family as stores. So like Sierra is kind of like their outdoorsy version of TJ Maxx. So yeah. Well, down here in the south, uh,
1: we just have TJ Maxx, and there's nothing outdoorsy about that shit. Where are you from? Are you from Michigan?
0: <laughs> yes, I am. Are you a U-fer? Um, I'm not, but I did go to school in the U.P. for two and a half, three years. So. I lived right on the border with Canada, a town called Sault Ste. Marie.
1: All right. Where where are you originally from Michigan?
0: Um, so if I put my map up here, uh, other other hand, make it It's, the, it's the easiest It's the hand. Yep. It's the easiest so, state
1: for people to tell where you're from.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. So right around here, right bottom center, uh, I'm about half an hour south of Lansing. So um, it, from the greater Lansing area, it's where I was born and raised. Uh, it's where what, I still live town? to this day. Um, I grew up in a small, small town of less than 600 residents it's called Dansville. So super small. I, went, I mean, it's K through 12, all in the same building.
1: <laughs> hey, my town, Mac B, was only about 700 people in the town. Oh, yeah. Well, it's only about 500 people in the town limits. And then you know, we had to pull some people right there on the it squirts of it. One square mile. I ta- my town was one square mile. So 600 people, K through 12.
0: We at least had an elementary school. Geez. Yeah, I mean like, like okay, okay. So like, there's an elementary, middle, and high school, but they're all like you can walk from one end to the other, man. And, like it in in five minutes flat. Um, G- people don't people don't realize
1: this about Michigan. There's some country ass middle and nowhere places in Michigan. You know, everybody thinks of Michigan, they think of the Great Lakes, they think of Detroit, and you know all that shit. But there's I. Uh, everybody drink. I was a wildland firefighter. If if nobody... You know, first time listener, I used to be a wildland firefighter. And I spent a month up in the White Cloud and Baldwin area. Of Michigan? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. I, I know roughly like, where that's at. Okay. Yeah, see, he doesn't even know where that shit is. Yeah, I spent a month up there doing fighting wildfires in May. I think it was like 2012 or some shit around there. I don't remember. It was an interesting time. It's like the only place in America where McDonald's couldn't last more than a year. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it gets it gets remote real quick. Um and if you if you get lost, you might you might end up thinking you're in the South. People start talking with a southern accent. So you start seeing the rebel flag hanging from windows, man. You don't know where you are anymore.
1: I I grew up in South Carolina now. Been in been in the Carolinas my whole life and I saw more rebel flags flying <laughs> in White Cloud and Baldwin area of Michigan than I ever did see growing up. It's crazy at one point like whatever so this uh, t- Sometime in the 2000s, one of those censuses, they had, like, the lowest fucking census return rate in the whole country. It was <laughs> terrible. Oh, man. <laughs> Not <sighs> the shit on that place. It was beautiful. No, there's absolutely. A, there's a river, a famous river in there where everybody in that, I think I think it was White Cloud was where we were stationed. Somewhere in there, there's a famous a famous river where people came and float, and there were guides and stuff, and, and they came to fish that river. I don't know what the hell it was um, last time ago. Manistee. Sure,
0: sure. Because yeah, there's a, there's no there's a couple of quote unquote famous rivers. Um, the most famous, I would say, is uh, the Osage River, which is it runs right through the this like center of the Upper Lower Peninsula. If that even makes any sense to you, um, right? I mean, if you draw a line down the center of it, starts kind of towards the middle, and then heads east towards Lake Huron. Um, but at the up of up the upper area of the Osage River is called the Holy Water. And that's where Trout Unlimited, I think, was founded back in the day. Um, it's kind of like a fly fishing mecca for a lot of people, especially in Michigan. And then right next door, you have the Manistee that heads west towards Lake Michigan. Hmm. Um, and then you also have the Pier Marquette River, which is known in our area for steelhead. It's a pretty famous steelhead fishery.
1: Yeah, I can't remember what the river was, but it was a destination place where people came. Because there was a there was a little restaurant that was a breakfast joint where the guides would bring all of their clients to eat breakfast early in the morning and, and shit like that. And so, uh, good times. Well, Hey, all right. You're from Michigan. Mm -hmm. And I asked for your journey. That's brought us to where we are today. And all you talked about was how Alex invited you on this podcast. So you completely missed the whole point of that fucking question. And you're like the third person ever that's done that. What, what is, what, what is the fishing journey that has brought you here today?
0: Uh, I mean, I, I've had a rod in my hand since I could stand up straight, man. It's been, it's been a life's passion. I grew up around fishermen. You know what? Um, I've had a
1: rod in my hand since I was born too.
0: Oh yeah. I, I had a rod in the womb. Beat that.
1: Well, yeah. So did I. Um, Mine, mine is a, is a, is a light action and in short, it's pretty much a kitty rod.
0: Yeah. Is that, is that a euphemism or something?
1: You're a euphemism.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. We'll go with See, that.
1: You said that you were going to be the wild card tonight, but here I am being the yeah. wild card. That was your job. All right. I'm
0: just Here's warming fish up.
1: Fishing rod, fishing rod in, fish in my hand when more. I was a
0: baby. Yep. Um. So, uh, my my grandparents, when I was real young, they bought some property up in northern Michigan, um, right on a lake. And, you know, several times a summer we'd go up there. Uh, my grandpa had a fishing boat and a pontoon, and depending on what we were feeling like that day, take one out and just cruise around the lake and do some bass fishing. So, uh, mostly just Midwest finesse techniques. So, I really, I grew up fishing a Senko or a Hula Grub, and that was it. That's all you threw all day long, and you just hammered them. It was like two, three-pound largemouth left and right all day long. You're good to go. Oh, largies, huh? Yeah.
1: Up, up in the other upper part, you're catching these largemouths. Yeah. Mollies?
0: I've caught I've caught largemouth way up in the UP. It's they're they're all over, man. Um, I mean, you you think of Michigan, I'm sure from an outside perspective, you think of Lake Saint Clair or Grand Traverse, you think of smallmouth, but there are some pretty significant largemouth opportunities in here too. I've caught I've caught several several largemouth over five pounds, in even way up here, it, it, and I think our state record is probably pushing eleven pounds.
1: Whoa, whoa, I didn't know that. that's a big ass that's a big ass fish anywhere right
0: Yeah, there. yeah, man. Damn. We've got we've got some hidden gems up here. Um but yeah, anyway, so we I'd go up there, you know, several times a year and we'd go we'd go fishing and then um fast forward to young adult life and um kind of I got my own car, started going to college and in between classes I'd go and fish wherever I could get in the water um, some local ponds or the river for some smallies or whatever bites, honestly. Um, and I always, since I was in, you know, high, freshman, sophomore high school, I knew I wanted to go into something related to fisheries. Um, and so that's what I did. I got my, um, my general ed classes out of the way at Lansing community college. And then I transferred up to, uh, up to the UP, uh, school called Lake Superior State University. Um, so in Sault Ste. Marie, it's a town of about 5,500 residents. It's right on the border with Canada.
1: Um, I'm assuming it's pretty close to Lake Superior.
0: Yes. Very close. Yep. You can, name? you can see it from the house. Yep. Pretty much. Ooh. Um, so I got up there and I immediately started looking at what, what that UP had to offer. Um, I started catching my first brook trout um caught some pretty nice coasters right along the edge of lake superior some tributaries that lead right into the lake what's the coaster coaster oh i didn't for, even think I had to all of
1: us for all of us southern people who have you know real fish to catch and don't fuck around with stupid coaster fish whatever they are tell us what a coaster is
0: so uh coaster brook trout is a fish that spends most of its life out in the big lake And then it'll, you know, it kind of cruises in and out. It's almost like a coaster is kind of a a vague term in my eyes. It's not something that's incredibly well defined, but um, coaster usually refers to a fish that spends most of its time out in the big lake as opposed to like a resident brook trout that spends most of its life in a river, creek, what have you. So um, I'd fish some of those tributaries right along Lake Superior. And I fish them right at the mouth. So you get a little a good mix of residents. And then you get your, your coasters, which are usually a little bit bigger. Um, in my experience, they're a deeper bodied fish. Um, Put up a pretty good fight. So I kind of introduced me to the world of trout fishing and had a good time up there.
1: You're skipping what you're skipping all over. What I, one of my, one of the things I've been wanting to do forever. And when I, again, drink, when I was a wildland firefighter, I had a couple guys from Minnesota area and I always wanted to go ice fishing. They talked about how fun it was and I've always wanted to go ice fishing. Did you do any ice fishing?
0: Um, honestly, I didn't even really get big into ice fishing. I had, I mean, I had done it a handful of times, but I didn't really get big into it until, um, right before the pandemic hit. Um, I, I got close to my end of my college days and I had some guys that would in my, you know, my group of friends that would go ice fishing a lot and they'd start bringing me out with them. And, um i was hooked instantly man i had so much fun out on the ice and i immediately started investing in my own equipment and now i've got all the freaking bells and whistles i got my i got a helix five geared for ice fishing i've got um i've got a lithium ion battery ice auger i've got uh (laughs) i got the shanty i got everything. everything everything short of a snowmobile man do, do, do you
1: go out and stay for a couple of days in your little shanty? Do you have that nice a shanty, or do you just have um, a pop-up tent?
0: I just got a little um, – I mean, it's the same concept. So you've got, like, your your clamshell shanty, or you've got your pop-out. We you pop out all the sides and screw it down. You're good to go. And mine mine's not insulated. Usually you want to have something that's insulated if you're going to go ice camping. Um, so I haven't really stayed out overnight. It's not something that I've really played with the idea of yet, just because I don't have the equipment. But – I, would, I hey, would totally do it. It'd be fun. Uh,
1: yeah, we'll throw your shanty up and I'll come out and we'll bring some white cloth surges. And if you get cold, we'll, you know, I'll I'll spoon you to warm you up and we'll ice fish and have a All good right. time. Hey, that I sounds like a great time. Ice fishing. I never thought about this before. When you have to go poop, if you're staying overnight, you might not be the best one to answer this question because you had stayed overnight. But do you just go shit on the ice or do you have a do you have a poop hole that you go hover over and
0: take a dookie in? Um, I I think there's multiple good answers on this. Um, some people they'll bring a five gallon bucket and put a trash bag in there and you just, you just sit down on that and then do your, do your business. Or you might have a designated hole somewhere, you know, tucked in the corner of the shanty and you go over there and just squat over it. And Mm. that's how it gets done. Uh, I, I I haven't I haven't actually had to gotten to that point where I had to take a shit on the ice. No, so we're not shitting in the shanty. There's no way we're
1: shitting in the shanty. That stuff needs to be taken outside and somewhere else or hold it. We're hey man, if it's
0: if it gets cold enough, you're gonna freeze your ass. You're gonna get frostbite. You're gonna you know get what? assbite.
1: bite. You know what? Then then poop in your pants, <laughs> you're not shitting in the shanty. We're not sitting there bring. we're not sitting there having a good time and have smell dookie all night. We're not doing bring, that.
0: Bring some depends out on the ice.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I'm not pooping in no diaper, no way, no way. Um, I've gotten so fat it's hard to wipe my ass. Anyway, different, 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 different story. Hey, what kind of fishing have you ever gotten to tournament fishing? Or are you just out fun fishing?
0: Um, I I've dabbled into tournament fishing. I've actually done a couple of tournaments here last year. I actually just got back from one this Saturday. Nothing official, official. Um, I did marshal for a Bass Nation event when I was in college, Uh, I was right on the St. Mary's river out in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, got, got in. I had a buddy who had done some Bass Nation events that I went to college with and he was from Illinois. So he kind of had some connections and Bass Nation came to town. They had like a qualifiers. So, um, if you were or if you place pretty well at that event, you can move on and eventually get to the Bassmaster Classic. Um, so it was, I mean, it was a pretty big deal, but I, um, had I was going to go over there and just kind of like volunteer with setup and once weigh in came around, help, you know, shuttle fish back and forth, do whatever they needed. And my buddy texted me, he goes, Hey, do you want to be a marshal? And I said, I mean, sure. What do I got to do to get in there? He said, just show up at five o'clock tomorrow morning and you'll be, you'll get, we'll get you on a boat. we got a couple of openings. So, um, I sat on the back of a couple of different guys, boats and I got to fish for some, some smallmouth and whatever out, out on the big water, man. Um, got into them. Um, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a very humbling experience. Cause up until that point I had no tournament experience. I had no idea what life was like on a tournament boat. Um, but it was, I mean, we had some tough conditions out there, some, you know, three and four foot breakers out there on the big river mm-hmm. dealing with some really strong current, um, 15, 20 plus mile an hour winds. Um, I, I fished like hot garbage, man. I was, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Um, I don't even think I even had any of the stuff that these guys had tied on. Yeah. I, I think I went out there with like a 15th ounce Ned rig and I, I mean, I cast it and just go, <laughs> it's gone. Like, you're not going to see that thing again.
1: You sure shit ain't going to feel a bite on that bitch no. either. No. Went, so, <laughs> so you're fishing now, you bank fishing. Do you have a boat? Do you have a kayak?
0: Um, I had a kayak. Uh, I'm sure you saw it on my TikTok. I had, I had one last year and then this spring I actually sold it. Um, I ended up buying a 14 foot John boat. So uh, when I go out on the water, that's what I bring. Otherwise, I'm just bank fishing. Um, I've got a couple of local spots that I hit pretty often. Um, nothing spectacular. Just going out just to have some fun.
1: And this all led into you making content for TikTok.
0: Um, essentially, yeah. How did yeah. This get started? How did we
1: get into the? Bam, excuse me. I'm over here burping like a like, bam a broke <laughs> elephant.
0: What What got you into TikTok and in making making content? Um so I mean I was a college kid and I had I had TikTok I didn't really use it um I actually kind of if I remember correctly I mainly started my journey on Instagram when I actually got into creating content like made made an account that was specifically geared to just fishing and I would post one or two videos or not videos not even videos man just post pictures on Instagrams of fish that I caught or oh look at this bait that I was using this is pretty cool um, or like pictures of my kayak that I had at the time, um, hauling my kayak half a mile into the wilderness on my kayak cart, doing all this crazy shit. And, um, eventually I, you know, started posting on TikTok too, and just whatever I felt like posting. And, um, then one day, uh, I had this video, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I've posted it a couple of times, but I had, I was out ice fishing and I caught a pike and hold up, hold up. We call it a jackfish down here. Don't you start that bullshit with it's me. It's a fucking jack. It's it's a pike, man.
1: If it's it, long, slender, and got teeth, that bitch is a jackfish.
0: All right, whatever you say.
1: It's my podcast. You, it's your podcast. It could have been I, a podcast. Who's
0: running into this podcast? It you or me? Have,
1: What's happening here? It could have been a pike if you would have taken if you would have ran the podcast in the beginning <laughs> like you were supposed to. All right, all right. You had five minutes to prepare.
0: Yeah, I had five whole minutes, and I. Do you most know how of many that times a... <laughs> I'm
1: prepared for this some bitch?
0: Never. Ever. Ever? Ever, never.
1: ever, for never, ever?
0: Never. Never. Well, I don't look, I
1: put a shirt on and I put my y'all look hat on and maybe my hookset hoodlum hat and maybe another hat. But yeah, that's the most preparing I do for this some bitch.
0: Well, I mean, I got no problem monologuing, talking to myself for YouTube videos for hours, but as soon as you put me in front of another person, man, it's it's a whole different whole different ball game. It's, it's, it's hard to be in front of me because I am
1: pretty fucking handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go back to your story. I'm going to take you out okay. on these little wild tangents here and there. So you got to, your job is to make sure you know what the fuck you were talking about. Cause I have no idea.
0: You, you act like I've never listened to the show before. I, I listen like every week, man. I'm, I'm there.
1: No, you well, may not see I, me, but, but I'm there. But it's different when you're on the other side of the microphone and you're, you're the one that has to create the, the talking content than listening. Listening's easy.
0: That's true. It is easy to listen. It's a lot harder to talk. It is, unless you're me. Unless it's you, and then you, you don't even have to say words. You just just shit comes out of your mouth, and it it gets views.
1: Hey, you know what? That's that's what it's all about. You have to make zero sense for it to make sense.
0: Yes. Sure. <laughs> so, all right, let's get back to it. So, um, anyway, so is, right around. <laughs> it was.
1: That's that's you you just you just alexed me and i love it
0: yep let's get I'm, back to it i'm i'm getting there i'm warming up so uh it was right around it was right right as the pandemic was hitting actually um i was it was like my last big fishing trip before i had to uh wrap up shit at school i had just graduated and i was living out my lease on my apartment and right, what the fuck are we talking about oh social media
1: okay social media right. yeah, so all
0: right so it was like my, ba- like my my last big ice fishing trip before the pandemic hit um and i was out i caught this pike on a tip up so if if you know what do you know what tip up is a hoop a tip up yeah tip up yes yeah. yes yep. so you said, set you set it out and it's like a, a set line and then fish yep. bites have, the bait flag goes yep. up all that bullshit yep yep I, um, i'm
1: 41 years old and i still have a tip up of every
0: morning so i got you okay cool that's good to know um <laughs> kind of short but it still it's still up. Yeah. anyway go ahead all right um so i i caught the jackfish we'll call it a jackfish i'll, I'll make you happy Damn um way. and i it swallowed the hook on me <laughs> swallowed the hook on me and so i had to cut the line while it's all the way down his gut because i was gonna eat it anyways like whatever i'm not I'm not gonna try to release a pike that's got a hook in his stomach that's not gonna go well for him and it was within size class so i i i brought it inside and i started cleaning it up and there's this big bulge in his stomach i'm like what the hell so i cut it open there's uh like a eight, nine inch largemouth bass in this thing's stomach. Damn. And I cut this fish open and I get this bass out and it's got the hook from my tip up in its mouth. <laughs> I pulled the line back through the rest of the pike and it's got like six inches, a leader line on there. I'm like, there's my red hook right there. That's from my tip up. So that pike head or that bass had to have hit my tip up, not set the flag off was just sitting there uh, with the hook in its mouth. And all of a sudden this pike just comes and gulps it right up. And that's badass. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was a cool story. So I was like, I gotta post this on TikTok, and so I kind of it was like a twenty-five second video. I posted a TikTok just explaining what had happened, and it got like three quarters of a million views. And uh, just from there, I'm like, I'm just gonna keep rolling with it. So I've just been posting content ever since. So
1: yeah, so you got like thirteen thousand followers, and you got eleven thousand of them off of that one video. See, that's what I, I need.
0: To, <laughs> nah. I need to do something like that. It's, it's honestly, it's kind of been a slow burn for a while. Um, every once in a while, I have a video that g- gets some views and boosts my follower count a little bit. But um, the biggest thing that's gotten me the audience that I've had is just being consistent and putting out videos as often as I feel comfortable. And, um, you know, gaining that audience that are there to, to see your brand of, of bullshit, you know.
1: Yeah, there's nothing more that your followers like more than being consistently consistent. Because if you're consistently consistent, then your followers
0: will be persistent. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I I try to hold myself to three or four videos a week if I can. Um, I work full time, so I don't always have you know time to go out and post content what, what or whatever. Do do? Um, I'm a banker. I work at a bank.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah, you should have all the time in the world. I mean, all y'all do is just, like, make phone calls and people give you money. I mean, it's the easiest job ever.
0: It, it On paper, sure, but there's, it, there's a whole lot more to it than that. But, I mean, I don't have to take it outside of work, but, I mean, I come home from work, I'm like, dang, what a day. And so, sometimes when I go out and fish, sometimes it's just me fishing and I don't always bring the GoPro.
1: Damn, so you're putting out that content. You're, are, so, are you are you catching enough fish that you go out a couple times a week and you can put out three or four videos a week off of one or two fishing trips?
0: Oh yeah. I could, I mean, I could go out for one afternoon and probably get enough content for a week. You know what? Just Fuck it. you. <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> Thank you.
1: Make me feel like shit. Go ahead. Thank
0: you. <laughs> I mean, if I, that's thats the thing though, is if I just like, if I just post five videos a week of me catching some like 10 inch largemouth, man, I'm like, who's going to come watch that? You got to add a little bit of pizzazz to it. So I, I try not to, to shove too much GoPro footage down people's throats. Cause I want to try to add some other shit in there just to liven it up a little bit. Like what other shit? Um, like I posted a video today, just something like goofy just to give people a laugh or like other stuff that goes on in my life. Um you know, Just something to break up the the GoPro clips. Cause I, I mean, I could post those all day long, but I, they don't, they don't really you get did, views you either.
1: Answer, you did not give one example of what the other shit is. The other, the other shit. Um, like, ah. What about your life Do you put out there that you think people want to watch besides you catching fish? Um I mean, like still related the shit, the to fishing. your shanty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, that would probably be a really, really good one.
0: That's part of your mantra. Right? You shit yourself, you hook yourself, you fall in the water, right? So or that, that would, else. that falls. Yep, yep. Yep. That falls in that category. <laughs> and I'm, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually, I actually hooked myself this weekend and I didn't film it. I didn't take no pictures or anything and I'm kicking myself for it. Cause it was a doozy
1: that's why you keep the GoPro rolling at all times. Now yep. you
0: learned your lesson, exactly. Yeah. Um. You can't even see it, but I was I was um I caught a jackfish, and nice. it was like it was like an eighteen inch eighteen inch pike. Like it wasn't anything substantial, but I was using a big walking topwater bait, like a spook or something similar to that. And I I reel it in, and I'm holding it by the body, and those things are freaking. They're slimy as hell, dude. You can't hold on to them. Look,
1: well, you can squeeze them, bitches until there's, like,
0: nothing. (laughs) 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 Their eyes are popping out of their head. And
1: they still live. It is amazing.
0: You can leave them on land, and they just find their way into the water (laughs) somehow. (laughs) But I'm gripping this thing, trying to make sure it doesn't slide or anything. And I got my pliers in the other hand, and I'm trying to rip this hook out of its mouth. And all of a sudden, it just starts thrashing around and doing all sorts of commotion. And it slips through my hand, and I've got... You know, my hand hold on the pike, and all of a sudden it just slips through, and that hook goes oh. about half an inch deep into my hand. One of those big old like one out top topwater hooks, mm-hmm. straight into the meat of my finger, and that pike just goes flopping off into the water. And but I had two of my
1: connected.
0: Yeah, thankfully.
1: That would have been. Did
0: yeah. You cry? Nope, no, did I did not. Oh, I cuss. I cuss a lot. Um, nope, I did not. Oh, good I was, for you. Um, did you mess was... out? Nope. No. Um so I had two of my buddies with me and I went, Oh fuck. I just got hooked. And they kinda looked looked at me and they were like, Do you need to go to the hospital? And I said, Um, probably. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know. Um, you went to the hospital? Nope, actually I did not. If you, you let you me tell my, out? Let me tell my goddamn story, I, I get there. Look, Alex sitting here. I've got to
1: play Alex's part and my part. So you're gonna get interrupted. This is my show, you ruined your
0: chance for it to be your show. <laughs> go ahead. All right. So um, I'm kind of sitting there looking at it like, oh, what, what the fuck do I do? And I'm like, kind of like, I start playing around with my pliers, like, kind of seeing if I can get it out or not, and kind of gazing, like, how much is this shit going to hurt if I try to rip this thing out on my own? And I could kind of feel the adrenaline pumping through me. Interruption. I mm-hmm. would, I would be lightheaded at this point. And if I was
1: playing around with the hook, there's probably a good chance I would have blacked out and probably <laughs> fell over.
0: I, I don't know what got me through it, but, um, I'm like sitting here like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to rip this fucker out. So I had my pliers. I just gripped down on this thing. And I started reefing, just mm. pulling as hard as I could. And you can just like, I could, it's, I mean, it was like, there was so much pressure built up. Cause you got mm. that barb there pulling against it. And like, it didn't, it honestly, it didn't hurt. Like I could feel it. And it's kind of like a, a dull pain, like, but it wasn't. It wasn't like an, ah, that hurts. Like you can kind of just feel that you're doing something that hurts. But like there's so much adrenaline pumping through my body, I'm like, honestly, I don't. It doesn't hurt enough that I would wait at least an hour and a half to go to the hospital. Like they're not going to do the same damn thing that I can do right <laughs> here, right now, with my pliers. So I started pulling, and eventually that fucker came out. And. I started, I immediately started gushing blood all over my buddy's boat. And so I'm like holding my hand over the side of the boat. And he's, I'm like, get back to the house so I can get this thing to stop bleeding. And so we motored up, headed across the lake back to, we were renting a cabin. Um, We got back to the cabin and I got in there and I, all I had was toilet paper and some band-aids. So (laughs) I I had, I grabbed a wad of toilet paper and I put it on my finger and I held it down and finally stopped bleeding and put a band-aid on it. We were right back to fishing.
1: Um, I'm disappointed that you had to go in to get it to quit bleeding though. I mean, I didn't
0: have anything. I i didn't have anything on the boat with me. You I just had, a shirt, a I mean, sock. I had a shirt, but I'm socks. I mean, you could have put the whole sock over your hand, like a little glove or a mitten. I, I could have, I could have. I'm disappointed in you. I don't know. Maybe next time.
1: Um, all right.
0: I don't even know Part where we were. Podcast, where we going? <laughs> um, well, to expand on that, I was actually fishing a tournament this weekend. Get back to the tournament talk. Um, was it was a bass was, tournament. It was a bass tournament. Okay. There was there was nine of us. Uh, two, uh, Three of my friends from high school and a bunch of their friends. We all went up and we rented an Airbnb together up in northern Michigan uh, near a town called West Branch. Um, on a, it was on a private lake, so it wasn't, it was mainly just us out fishing there. And there was like one other guy out there with a $50,000 nitro But other than that it was just us. So there were three teams of three, each person or three people to a boat. And we had, we fished three periods or two periods one day and then one period the next day. And whoever had the most pounds of fish take it, took it all we all put some money together for a, for a pot. And, um, I unfortunately got, took second place, but we, we did pretty respectable. We caught between three of us. We caught probably 60 pounds of fish. Yeah. So keep any and eat them. Uh, we didn't, we did not. Bums. I know. What's not against favorite? it. Just didn't.
1: What's your favorite eating fish up in that
0: area? Um, if, if I were to go out and catch fish to eat, it'd probably be bluegill. Bluegill. I know you call them bream, but I call them... Nope, they're not bream, uh, motherfucker. They're brim. Brim? Oh, God. Brim. All right. A bluegill, all bluegill are brim. Sure. There's one bluegill.
1: No. There's yes. one bluegill. Yeah, there's one bluegill, but it's still a brim. Okay. A brim is what y'all call up there panfish, which is dumb as fuck. I don't even know why that name came about <laughs> It's dumb. It's We all know it's a fish. You don't have to put fish at the end of a pan. I mean, it's just a brim. All your flatfish are brim, except crappy. They're crappy.
0: So bass are in the same family as bluegills, so Are they brim too?
1: Bitch, this, we ain't talking scientific <laughs> around here. Don't even start with that. No, those are bass. And then you have brim, and then you have crappy, and then everything else. And then you have catfish, and then everything else is
0: jackfish. All right. Whatever whatever helps you sleep at night, Paul?
1: Well, I don't sleep very well, but it is my podcast that so that's what it's going to be. It's because
0: everything's a jackfish or a brim. It keeps a bass, you confused or a
1: catfish. No, we know what every fish is. Okay. Why? Why brim? Why bluegill?
0: Um, I just think so I they take walleye. We got walleye. We got walleye. I, I don't.
1: Walleye is the best fucking freshwater fish in the world, besides like salmon and shit like that.
0: Um, I mean, walleye are tasty for sure, but I mean, I live where I live. I live way in the interior of Michigan. And I don't think I've got an opportunity to catch walleye within an hour's drive of me. Mm. So if I'm going to go out and catch some fish, I want to fish somewhere local where I can catch, you know, a fair amount of fish and um, have a good time, and I don't have to waste hundreds of dollars on gas to get somewhere.
1: So you catch them brim to eat. You come home. How do you prepare your brim to eat them?
0: Um, I mean, I so you flay them, obviously. I don't. You fillet brim. Yeah, why not? Okay, go ahead. Now I'll, I'll get so, to my
1: question after that.
0: All right. So you flay, you fillet them, and then um, you take the skin off of them, and then put them. You can, I mean, you can do a double egg wash, or just put some put some breading on them, and then just pan fry them, and you're good to go.
1: If y'all are listening, do not fry your fish like this. This this is terrible. This is terrible. You gotta have you gotta have three quarter your mixture needs to be cornmeal, the other quarter needs to be flour.
0: Well, I mean, it's
1: egg wash, but we got—you can't just do pure flour on fish. Well, no, you're not
0: doing pure flour. It's a breading. It's not just flour. There's still some cornmeal and whatever other shits in there. I Mm. don't—I don't know. I don't make it. I just buy it at the store. Oh my god!
1: (laughs) All right, I asked you why you filleted brim because you know the best part of frying fish is the tail and the fins. It's like the potato chips of, of of deep fried fish. So down here. You know, sure will filet fish. I mean, usually six-pounders, six-pound six, pounders, six, six pound large mouth and up are the best ones to filet because you get the big old filets out of them. But yeah. down here, anything smaller than that, you know, you dehead them, you gut them, and you might leave the head on because the cheap meat's really good and the fried eyeball is delicious. But you you deep fry them. You put them in your cornmeal and flour mixture that you make on your own, and you season it with, uh, at minimum, some lyris seasoning salt, or you have your own seasonings you put in there. But then after you fry frying, the first thing you eat, because the fish is hot as shit, right? It's so hot, mm-hmm. it's steaming hot. So the first thing you do is you eat all the fins off the fish. It's the potatoes, the fish chips. Literally, it's the fish chips. And then after that, you peel off one side, and you got your whole filet in your little hand right there. And then you peel out the bones, and you eat the other side. And you suck eyeballs out.
0: <laughs> all right. I've never seen it done that way. But, I mean, everybody's got their way eating fish, so I'm not going to discriminate.
1: Well, I'm not going to judge strong. you. Yours
0: is wrong. Mine's I'm wrong. Okay, you. Yours is we wrong. there are so there are fish that we do that with. Um, I usually do that with smelt. I don't know if you're familiar with smelt at all. I I know
1: what a smelt is, but I didn't know it was an eating fish. I thought it was like a fucking bait minnow, like a shad or something. Uh,
0: I mean, up here, I mean, it's kind of a it's not something that's as commonplace anymore as it used to be because we don't have as much smelt as we used to. It's an it's a not a, it's not a native species up here. It was introduced, but. Um. Um, there are some still some rivers up here that do have smelt runs, and so there's a thing called smelt dipping, where you run out into the river late at night, and the smelt start running up the river, and you go out there with a dip net and you catch a bunch of them, and you bring them home and you just cut the cut the heads off and then gut them out and then put the whole fish and fry them and eat them.
1: I, I do like how you're frying your fish. and You need to come over here some bullshit like. Roasting them or something, <laughs> some shit like Alex does to double him, broiler. Yeah, he's over here broiling <laughs> crappy I'm like, oh, what God. The fuck is wrong with you?
0: So, how about goby? Have you ever eaten goby? I have not. I've didn't. I've never heard anybody eating goby other than smallmouth. But but
1: why? They they look delicious. They look like a little. They do. Of, they look. I mean, yeah. I would imagine that if you if you caught gobies and you and you caught a mess of them it would be like eating a mess of sardines
0: i mean i'm sure but like i, I don't know if you're you've ever been around a place that's got goby um there i mean it's not something that you could probably get a lot of them quickly unless you had a spot where you knew where they were they hang out around rocks and shit so like you've got to get in and around the rocks and try to get them out and or like catch them or whatever with some like really small rod and reel or whatever some like micro stuff but cast net you're gonna throw a cast net over a bunch of rocks they hang out around rocks and shit yeah okay
1: i i don't know i don't use cast net i've Next, never all right you need to go catch some gobies fry them up in your will ass cornmeal <laughs> shit that you buy at the store and i want to because i would bet if you fried them up You just probably eat the whole fish. Like the bones will be cooked through. You just eat the whole thing. It just it'd be like eating a sardine.
0: Probably. There's they get big though too. There's they get like seven, eight, nine inches long too. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, that's perfect
0: eating, man. (laughs) All right. You need to catch some goby get
1: get somebody that you know that can put you on some seven inch gobies, and we're going to catch a handful of them, and you're going to cook them and make a TikTok video, and you're going to eat them, and I want to see how it goes.
0: All right. All right. Let's make it happen. I'll find. Well, I can it happen because
1: I'm in South. I'm in North Carolina. We ain't got no fucking goby down here. You're I gonna g- have to make that happen on your own. I'll All right. support you. And I can I'll send you a good fish fry so you don't fuck it up.
0: Okay, sounds sounds like a plan. I mean, I could go to just about any pier on um, on the coast of Lake Michigan and find some goby.
1: There, mm-hmm. I mean, they're
0: they're everywhere. But um, yeah, it's just a matter of figuring out the best way to catch them. I've never even tried. I never cared enough to try. Well, if it's a fish, it can be caught. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There, I mean, there are people that go. Have you heard? Have you heard of micro fishing? Is that a mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, there are you people that do that shit fishing too.
1: Fishing down here.
0: There are people go out with like a size thirty, like tiny hook, like mm-hmm. like quarter of an inch long, and catch like one and two inch little tiny fish and stuff, like aquarium fish. <laughs> like people, that's a thing people do. I've I've thought about doing it before, but oh yeah, I I have have not the patience nor the want to go out (laughs) and catch inch fish. Some like that, trying to tie like half pound test line on a tiny hook or something.
1: Yeah, I've got short fat fingers that ain't happening either. (laughs) Do you have any questions for me? Um, if I did, I can't think of the podcast. You're listening to the podcast, so surely in your times of listening to the podcast, you've been like, man, I wish I could ask um
0: questions. i got I, I i think i got one um so like you guys you and alex are pretty big kayak fishermen right you guys do a lot of kayak stuff you're pretty big kayak I, fishermen I,
1: well all right so there's two answers to, this, to that question okay uh yes i'm very large Um much larger than alex because he's like four foot seven I'm six foot one, and I weigh quite a bit more than he does. So yes, as a big kayak angler, uh, we don't appreciate fucking fat jokes. But yes, I'm a big kayak angler. On the other side of that, Alex used to be a big kayak angler, but he hasn't fished in like months, so he doesn't count anymore. Okay, valid. But yeah, we fish out of kayaks primarily, okay. unless one of my buddies lets me go on their boat.
0: So are you? Are you? Would you be open to the concept of having a boat? Is it just something that you? you just kind of got into kayak fishing and stuck with it and it's just kind of just your bread and butter or when
1: we moved from South Carolina back to North Carolina in this area the three lakes that I have are Jordan, Sharon, Harrison Falls which MLF has kind of made semi-famous over the last Mm -hmm. five years now that they've come to uh really big fish good fishing lakes all large mouth bass you know some good catfishing lakes around here anyway when I wanted to start back fishing in 2019, I started looking for local bass fishing clubs, boat clubs, because I was in one in the early 2000s when I was in North Carolina. And a lot of them, a lot, the good ones didn't take co-anglers. You had to have a boat. And then I didn't really know anybody at the time to get into any of the team tournaments. And we do have a really, really big team tournament of trails, couple of trails I can't even fucking talk. Anyway, you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah. I, no, I didn't know yeah, gotcha. anybody to get into those. And I was—I had a little, my little kayak I had from the Savannah River. I'd take it out to Sharon Harris, you know, fucking around in the morning. It usually it's exercise because it was a paddle. And I was ultra light fishing. That's so what I was doing. I had little teeny gulp minnow on there on a cork, and I would catch all kinds of shit. It was just fun. Came up to the boat ramp one day, and a guy had a PA-12 rigged out trolling motor, you know, 12 poles sticking up out the back of it. I that works. That mm-hmm. So I start talking to him. His name's Steve. Good buddy of mine now. He sold it. matter, And he's the reason why I got the Hobies, the reason why he told me about the two local kayak tournament trails here. And so I went head deep into tournament fishing, mainly because of money. I could afford the kayak, and I couldn't afford a boat. And the other reason is I live in a townhome. I had nowhere to put the boat. So I got into kayak fishing because it was just as the low barrier of entry to get into fishing. And when I got into that, I'm lucky in this area. We have two local kayak trails right here in that Raleigh area, and then we've got the biggest grassroots club, which is our Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing, which we do yeah. Queen City Chronicles. Mm-hmm. They're in Charlotte, so that's that's kind of far away for me though, uh, for now because I can't you know can't travel, can't stay overnight. But anyway, we got three clubs right here, and we got a couple that have popped up over here in the last year that are a little bit farther away, but they're here. So we got a big, big tournament trail, a couple tournament trails here, and that was it. I wanted to fish to compete. I do not like the fun fish. I don't want to go sit on the bank and go cast for an hour. Like, I don't want to go out there and spend six hours on the water fucking around. Like, I don't even like to go out on boats unless I'm fishing. People want to go out on the lake and spend all day on the lake fucking puttering around. I no, no. That is not fun to me. I don't want to do it you know, at all. So it was all the draw to tournament fish.
0: Gotcha. Are you like, uh, are you a big power fisherman or do you still do some finesse stuff or what's, what's your, what's your, what's your mojo? What makes I, you, what makes you tick?
1: I, I want to catch fish. And so two years ago, I would say I was a power angler. I want to be, casting, casting, casting up on the bank and then got lucky, got to fish with some guys that knew their technology good and size scan and down imaging and fishing offshore and down here in the summertime, you know, you really got to get offshore. You can get an early morning bite sometimes, but if you're going to be competitive in these tournaments, a lot of times you got to be able to catch fish in the summer and the fall offshore. And so I, I started, I got my ass beat in a couple of tournaments by people fishing a shaky head. So never, never fished one, never had any shit. So after one tournament, I went and bought a bunch of shaky head shit and started fishing it. And then last year in the summer, fished with a guy that was killing them on a damn drop shot. So I went and bought a drop shot rig and drop shots probably what I fish this time of year more than anything. When shit gets hard, I'm going drop shot and I, you know, I just, I'm going to, whatever you can catch fish on, I'm going to throw it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I Mm -hmm. I don't discriminate against power finesse, whatever, but the drop shot to me has really changed. I've been, I have, have done better fishing, drop shotting. matter of fact, I'll get it where I had a tournament a month and a half ago. I needed, I needed two more fish to get a limit. I know if I got a limit, I would, I could at least get some good points. I went out and power fish it a drop shot. I went up on the bank. I throw a drop shot up there and I'd pull it two times. And then I'd reel it in. I just beat the bank, ended up catching my, my two fish and upgraded. They weren't big. They were small because of where they were, but I mean, I, I whatever the fuck they going to bite, but yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to beat throwing a jig or which it, you know, we can go into semantics of that with my fishing first finesse, but it's hard to beat just needing a couple fish and taking a worm and throwing it up against some brush or up against the bank.
0: Mm-hmm. My, I've I've gotten into drop shot last couple of years. I found some success with it in the late fall or late summer, early fall. Um, like I said, I grew up Midwest finesse. Um, I I think I'm probably most confident on a senko. I could probably catch senko fish like year round. Um, it's just like I know what to look for when I fish one. Um, I've recently, I mean, like I don't discriminate either, but I recently. The last several years gotten into chatter baits heavily mm-hmm. I think I've just about always got one tied on even this time of year I'm still catching you know two and three pound largemouth mm-hmm. on
1: them we don't have a lot of grass here so I would say when when I go out fishing this time of year I have a square bill tied on I have a deep diver and then okay. you know I have something that eight to ten foot range I have a big jig I'm gonna have it I don't leave the house now without a shaky head like I might leave every rod at the house, but I got a shake head and a drop shot. But like a lot of our fish this time of year, you're you're catching in the dog days. You know, you're catching them in ten to fifteen foot of water because we'll get a thermocline build up here too, so you mm-hmm. know, fish above that. But yep. you know you get these you get these hard days, and if you find some cover or some real good rock or real good structure, you can you know you you can still crank them and catch them, but. A lot of times slowing down and leaving that drop shot. See, I'm impatient as fuck, too. So I like the drop shot because it falls a little bit quicker. Plus, I can feel that contact on the ground the whole time or on the bottom of the the lake the whole time. And, you know, sometimes the impatience fucks me. But (laughs) that's why I like it. I feel like I can, I I just feel like I have better contact. I feel I'm more comfortable with it when I start fishing that drop shot.
0: Yeah, I feel like you're kind of like in contact with the bottom. You kind of feel what's going on a little bit.
1: You know, it makes me feel like Kevin Van Dam a lot. It makes yeah. me feel like I'm I'm the best fucking angler on the water. Um, like I'm the best angler in the world until mm. I don't catch him. But you know, it makes me feel good until I don't feel good anymore.
0: Yeah, Kevin. Kevin's our boy. He's he's from he's from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Born and raised in Kalamazoo. I've I've actually been to his family's tackle shop. He's um, there's called DNR Tackle over in Kalamazoo. Would you steal? I didn't steal anything. Okay, All right. I bought uh, I bought a new bait cast combo. I brought my, I bought my jerk bait rod from there.
1: Nice. Yeah. Hey, do you know the best cherries I've ever eaten in my entire life come from Traverse City? Damn right. Best cherries in the world, Traverse City. My yep. wife's, my wife's grandma on her mama's side, they're from Traverse City. Her grandma, had, she's dead now, but she hadn't lived there. They hadn't lived there in a long time. But they still got some family in the area. They used to send down dried cherries every year. Have you ever eaten too many cherries before?
0: I can't say that I have. I've I've eaten plenty of cherries, but I can't say I've ever had too many in one sitting.
1: Okay, so if you open, if anybody ever gets a bag, a big old five-pound bag of dry cherries, when you first open it up, the cherry smell hits you, and it's so delicious. And you start eating handfuls after handfuls. And if anybody knows anything about fruit and cherries, there's a lot of fiber in them. And so, like, they make you your poopy loosey. And also it has a cherry color to it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you eat enough, your poopy will have a poop cherry flavor to it. And it's one of those did you, did you try it? Did you taste it? No, but you know, it's strong enough that you can taste it in the air. So okay. you have to it's one of those few, few dookies that you gotta courtesy flush yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that, that cherry that cherry flavor it, it, it sneaks up on you.
1: Yeah, and they're so yeah. tart and delicious. And I get I mm-hmm. like the ones that don't have added sugar in them because, you know.
0: Yeah. Have you, you are you talking about like fresh cherries or like maraschino no, dry, or dry. dried cherries? Dry. Have you have you had like real fresh cherries before?
1: No, no, man. I'm in I'm in the Carolinas, but we we got to get them dried. We can't get them fresh up here. I mm-hmm.
0: wonder if I could I wonder if you can like next day air some some fresh cherries i'm not paying for it but if you want to
1: (laughs) next day air me some if you're making that kind of bank money uh uh, you know you can send send me a send me a pound of them and i'll eat them live on
0: air (laughs) all right all right i have to i'll have to look into that one see i I don't know what their what their stipulations are on shipping fresh fruit
1: how tall are you 6'2 man see we missed a great opportunity What's that? By not having Alex on this show because <laughs> we're both over six foot. Like, you know, he would he would barely come up to our belly buttons.
0: Oh yeah, man. And be like resting your arm on his head like an armrest.
1: I I know right. He and and you could lean back in a recliner. And if the recliner foot the foot little foot kick didn't work on the recliner, mm-hmm. you could just rest it on Alex's head yeah. and be comfy.
0: I wonder um I wonder if he could get us a meet and greet with Willy Wonka.
1: Um, does he does he have those kind of?
0: Can he work those kind of connections? He,
1: um, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if he's still in the Oompa Loompa crowd anymore, uh, because he smokes cigarettes.
0: Oh yeah, I gotcha.
1: So I'm not sure, but we'll have to ask him. Yeah, we'll have to ask him. Why don't you make a TikTok asking him if he can introduce us to Willy Wonka? All
0: right, all right. I'll 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 make it. I'll make one up for him.
1: Do you like chocolate?
0: Hmm. Oh yeah. Is chocolate candy? It's, I mean I would assume I guess I never thought that hard about it. What what would make it not candy? Because it's chocolate.
1: Chocolate eating candy.
0: Why isn't it candy? Because what what makes candy. chocolate not candy? Because it's fucking chocolate. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> Airheads candy. Sour Patch Kids candy. Uh, juicy fruit is bubble gum. I mean Hachu, candy. Jolly Ranchers, candy. And then uh Snickers is chocolate.
0: So so what what about chocolate separates it from candy? Like what is what is candy just, in your head?
1: I just fucking told you. Do I have to <laughs> rename them all again? I can't remember. You gave all me those.
0: examples, but like what, what separates them from chocolate?
1: Because candy is not chocolate. And chocolate's not candy. Chocolate is chocolate.
0: I'm. Did, I'm not did, following.
1: Did, did did what's his name and Willy Wonka fall in a river of of airheads? No, he fell in a river of chocolate. So, I
0: Star guess Hurst, they first candy sprees
1: what? candy.
0: Okay. So I guess I've never like Hershey I said kisses, never chocolate. Well, yeah, they're made of chocolate, but it's, it's chocolate. They're, so it's you're chocolate. <laughs> okay. Have you ever
1: had chocolate-covered Sour Patch Kids?
0: No, that doesn't really sound that appetizing. Exactly, because you don't
1: mix candy and chocolate. Do you ever eat a bunch of chocolate and then go over there and grab up, you know, a bunch of chewy sweet tarts and follow it up? No, nobody (laughs) eats chocolate or candy and then follows it up with candy or chocolate. Like, you don't mix them because chocolate's not candy.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you put it that way, I guess they, they kind of fill the same spot in my brain. But, no, I guess you – I mean, they're two halves of the same hole in my – it's in my perspective.
1: How do you have two halves of the how – how the fuck does a hole have a half? <laughs>
0: Because like I mean like chocolate and candy Like they kind of just kind of coincide no, 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 with me They're no, no, both no. like
1: Explain. You said two halves of the same whole
0: <laughs> I don't know I just made it up man I don't even that, know if you, it's a well, thing You
1: need to throw that shit in the trash and never say that fucking shit again That's <laughs> It's chocolate awful hypocritical of you I want you see Here's how I want you to know the difference Between chocolate and candy Is okay. go get you some chewy sprees And then go get you a damn Go get you a Hershey's bar or go get some Reese's cups. <laughs> okay. And and eat the whole pack of Reese's cups and then throw a handful of sprees in your mouth and see what it tastes like.
0: I don't even know if I'd make it past the whole pack of Reese's cups. Exactly, My stomach tro- would hurt.
1: Because chocolate isn't candy.
0: Okay, Paul. Okay. <laughs> Is green uh, cheese, cheese. Uh
1: I don't know. I've I've never asked it. M- me either. I have no fucking idea. Nope weird it is i think it's i think it's like hard butter but anyway that's my
0: hard butter okay
1: i don't know now now i have no idea what we're even talking about anymore you have i don't even know where you've let this podcast fucking go so far off the rails that i
0: don't even know what's going on anymore i don't either well this is your podcast it's my podcast well let's get back to the the kayak and boat debacle oh whoa whoa we don't talk about fishing on this podcast anymore we don't. Okay. Okay. So kayaks and boats. Yeah. Where, where are we going from there? Um, I mean, so I I was gonna get back to like my my path to where I am now as far as what I fish out of.
1: Oh my God, we're still on that. We're fifty-seven minutes. Why in. not? Talked about Why not? That like Eighteen times. I what never got podcast? to finish. Okay. So finish. I never got
0: to finish. Hey, well, you know what? Neither did Paige, but it was her fault. She didn't oh, pay her okay.
1: internet or phone bill.
0: Oh geez. Well, yep, that's her fault. Um, so I I started out on a kayak and then I bought my my John boat, and that's what I exclu- pretty much exclusively fish out of now. But the reason I had a kayak for the longest time is because I didn't have a hitch on my car. <laughs> so I had my my family has a twelve foot rowboat that I could fish out of if oh, I wanted to. But
1: that's, no, that's like having a paddle kayak. That is too much fucking work to fish <laughs> in a rowboat. <laughs> I had fished in a rowboat before is the worst fishing experience of my entire life
0: <laughs> it's all of all of the paddle with none of the kayak yeah, <laughs> <It's been laughs> but horrible um and it, and it had a motor but i didn't have it's on a trailer like i couldn't put it anywhere um because i didn't have a hitch so i finally got a hitch um and then i had i had upgraded the boat i got myself a 14 footer and i've gotten from there but um, do, if I didn't have to get rid of the kayak, I'd still be, I'd probably you rigged be Rigged
1: the John boat out. Do you have like a casting deck, trolling motor, big motor, both? What is, what does your John boat look like?
0: Um, so my John boat, I've got uh, a transom mount trolling motor, and then I've got a 9.9 port, horse, uh, four stroke Mercury okay. on there. So I can motor up and go fast if I want to. And then I can slow it down, do some, uh, whatever I want to do fishing wise. Well, but if we ever, if I ever come up there, we're going to race. All right, I can get that thing going probably twenty mile an hour.
1: Hmm, okay, i i can I can probably beat you out of the hole.
0: Yeah, probably. I'll I'll make it easier on you. I'll just use my trolling motor.
1: Oh yeah, you're definitely gonna lose that one.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, if it's just me in there, I can still go good good clip in there. What's a the clip? Uh, I mean, at least you know four or five mile an hour.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm five and a half peddling with the trolling motor on ten.
0: Oh yeah hmm
1: I've got a gotcha. rooster tail behind me Oh man Yeah it's it's just hatched But it's still a rooster tail There you go Do You know what I'm talking about
0: Yeah like the little you make a little bit of a wake when you're I, I, I'm asking you because I have no fucking clue what, You're asking me about something that you just started talking about
1: I, th- Is that what's happening is, here This is how it goes buddy
0: Okay so like you said rooster tail Is that what you're asking me to define for you uh yeah also called an inline spinner inline spin are you talking about a rooster tail the lure or rooster tail like something going on behind your boat apparently both because i thought you were talking about like a little rooster tail like how the the jet boats they have that little spout of water coming up that's what i thought you were referring to i
1: I was until we started talking about the inline spinner rooster tail
0: okay so so why did that happen what (laughs) <laughs> what happened to where
1: we we got confused? Evan, I'm not confused. This is your podcast. I'm just talking. I'm answering your questions, buddy.
0: Okay. Do you, do you use a rooster tail a lot? Is that something that...
1: You know, it is one of those lures that sometimes you can just wreck them on. Yeah, absolutely. But when you catch big fish, they tear them bitches up left and right. They bend them, and then they don't ever work good again. So
0: One of the biggest quote unquote jackfish I've caught was on a little like three sixteen sounds rooster tail.
1: Oh my god, that's super small. I couldn't cast Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I was fishing in like a tiny little ultralight Mm. panfish rod and I was fishing for panfish, you know, I and I had actually bought it I bought it when I was out fishing. I went to Gatlinburg one year and I was fishing Tennessee. Yep. And I was fishing those like trout streams. I got a day pass and was fishing they're in town in Gatlinburg, and they only sold rooster tails. that had the single hooks on them, and I liked <laughs> oh, them. Really? Yeah, okay. that's that's all you're allowed to yeah. use a single hooks. You can't have treble hooks in Gatlinburg. Hey, you, you messed up. You know that
1: those Tennessee, Western North Carolina, trout quote quote unquote trout streams uh-huh. a hook and a can of corn, and you oh yeah you, you you put the corn on the hook until there's no hook left. You put one kernel in at a time, and you throw it out there. And you'll catch more fish than anybody out there with a can of corn and a hook.
0: See, that's how people fish for carp and catfish up here.
1: Your catfish eat
0: corn. Sure, I'm sure what they what will.
1: What's wrong with them?
0: I don't know. They will eat just about anything.
1: Have you ever eaten carp?
0: I have not. I've only caught a handful of them. They're they're good if
1: you pre- prepare them
0: right. How would you How would you prepare a carp? Uh, you
1: dehead it, you gut it, you fry it. You eat the fins first, and then you now you can't do it like that. Uh, usually you make carp balls. You like uh? So you scrape you scrape all the meat out the little bones and shit into a little pile like you would a garfish or like we do jackfish when people eat jackfish down here they make car that make jackfish balls. So, so like get, some
0: some carp hush puppies or something like that. No a
1: hush puppy is is nothing but batter.
0: Okay, well, that shows how much I know. Yeah, we could, we we know. We know. Okay, glad we established that.
1: <laughs> you established it.
0: Okay, good. I confirmed it.
1: I have no idea. I have no idea. I just don't. You just but don't. I... <sighs> All right. What's next? What's next? See, Alex is flawless. He he can he he just he ignores me and just goes. <laughs> he on just goes. Me. You you just keep you just like you have a shovel. You have a shovel in one hand and a backhoe in the other, and you just keep digging. You just keep I do. Digging you keep digging it so much deeper. Alex would have been long gone from this yet. Like, I mean, he he wouldn't have even have acknowledged it. But that's also like almost two years, a year and a half. I don't know, somewhere around in a year and a half, that of him having to deal with me, he just he just knows just, not to ask questions. Right. We don't elaborate. <laughs> we just move on.
0: See, and that's the other thing, though, is I had the premonition that I was going to be a guest and that I would be able to like kind of have a bit of an ebb and flow going on but I'm it's it's you and me man so like I don't I, I gave I've, you
1: five minutes to prepare to to lead this thing though. five whole minutes but I did tell you long before you had at least ten minutes while you were fucking around on TikTok live that you could have been preparing you I was send me a bunch of roses though thank you
0: I did I did and I was trying to I was spent that ten minutes trying to think about what I was going to talk about and then by the time that ten minutes elapsed I'm like I got nothing, man. I'm just gonna go, and then here we are. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't see like I. This is my first podcast, man. I don't. I don't just sit and like talk people about random shit for two plus hours, man. Like it's not. It's not well, my day to day. Well, this.
1: The- you can go on a hundred podcasts after this and none of them are going to be this shitty. I can promise you.
0: <laughs> that's what, that's what makes you, you though. It's because you're, everybody knows you're shitty. So it's like, I
1: know, but we that's what people come here us, for. Yeah, exactly. Being shitty. I mean, that's, that's what it's about. You know, look again, you can go listen to a hundred other different podcasts about fishing and actually learn something and talk about fishing. Um, here, we're here to talk about fishing when it matters. And when it doesn't matter, we're going to talk about, you know, poop and chocolate.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you don't even have to think about it. You can just sit here and listen and it doesn't even matter if it makes sense in your head because you're just it's its happening and it's fun.
1: Yeah. And, and so next time you go on a podcast, it's not about you. You can't think about what you're going to say. OK, you have to say it first and then let every, whoever you're talking to, let them think about it. Gotcha. So just just sense? no. So you just talk and then stop talking. And then let whoever is on the podcast with you, let them think about it and let them go from there.
0: Okay. That, that sounds like it's a lot easier said than done because I, I think too much. I'm, I'm, I'm a big thinker, so it takes me longer to think than it does for me to talk.
1: Well, you sure as fuck didn't think about coming on this podcast enough.
0: No, not until two <laughs> days ago, man. I, didn't, I, I was just going to have another Thursday two days ago, and now I'm here. Do you have to work in the morning? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh man, yes, sir. I should have, I should have sent you some White Claw surges, and we could have, we could have shotgun a case of them, oh. twelve pack on the air, and you could have gone into work tomorrow feeling wonderful.
0: <laughs> nice little headache, maybe some sunglasses going on.
1: Definitely a headache. If you drink White Claw surge, and you're not used to it, you're going to get a headache. But your tummy won't be fucked up because they don't have no sugar. They don't have a lot of sugar in them.
0: See, um, so here's the thing about White Claws. I'm not a big carbonation guy. So like. Beer, like even like some wines, man, like I can't do any sort of bubbles or shit in my in my drink. It's got to be just whatever it is. Mm. All
1: right. Yes, the bubbles will mess your stomach up. But I have a tip for you. Drinking White claws, regular regular seltzer waters or surges. You can have them at room temperature or you could have them in the fridge. It doesn't matter. But get you a frosty mug, a frosty mug, a frosty mug. Room temperature, or not. Pour them in the frosty mug, like real heavy. Let them pour into that frosty mug. Get that,
0: get that bubbles going, so all they kind of the
1: bubbles. All the bubbles are gonna go poof in the mug. And you mm-hmm. let it sit for a second until all the bubbles are gone, and you got a little bit of bubble coming up, and then you drink it, and it's it's you know no more bubbles.
0: Okay, maybe I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't. I'll have to go buy a frosty mug somewhere. Where do you, where do you suggest I look first?
1: I mean, fucking go to Sierra if they're like CJ Maxx. I'm (laughs) sure they have frosty mugs or the Walmarts or, um, you know, steal one from your local bar. I mean, they usually work good. That's what I got in my freezer is all the frosty mugs from where I worked at the bar. And, uh, you know, we would we would get them from the distributors.
0: Well, if I stole it from my local bar, there's only one bar in Danzel and there's no uh, if I if I steal a mug from there, they won't let me back in. So I I wouldn't have a bar to go to. to.
1: Just buy it it probably cost you $10.
0: Probably. Oh, should I buy it, it from the bar or where should I buy it from?
1: Yeah, go to the bar, give them a $20 bill, order a beer, give them a $20 bill, and say the rest is yours. Tip them good. <laughs> and then you drink, you know, to however long you're there. You keep drinking your beer. And when you leave, you just say, hey, man, how, how much would this mug cost me? And if they're a good bartender, they like, this motherfucker tip me like $19 on a beer. It's yours.
0: <laughs> All right. I have to see how old am I? 26.
1: See, I've got some years on you. I'm I'm trying to give yeah. you I'm trying to give you a way that you don't steal something and you make somebody feel good about themselves and you get shit to take home.
0: Yeah, let's see it like you I don't know. I don't that's, that's just my brain just doesn't go to those places, man. I was I was born an only child. I've social interactions have not always been my forte. <laughs> I, I I do shit by myself more often than not.
1: I I, I get I like being by myself too, especially fishing. I, I don't really <clears> like to fish with other people either. I like to fish by myself. I'm very self deprecating and I holler and scream and cuss a lot and um yeah. So I get it. I get it. I wasn't only child though. I had two younger sisters. I gotcha. They were
0: buttholes. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. Yeah. I love my I love my younger sisters, but they didn't they they were mean to me. Yeah. The
0: no, they were they were mean buttholes, but you love your buttholes.
1: Whoa, look at you coming up with something like, heck yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey-o. Hey-o. Um yeah, but no like
1: see there you go. See you just said it and you let just, me think about it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: There you go. Don't think, just talk.
0: Um, but but I, I was listening I was listening to Paige's episode this morning and Alex was talking about how um like how he was fishing like how he fishes on his own most of the time like he'll take friends but um more often than not he wants to be on his own and that kind of resonated with me because like you know you gotta kind of like you bring somebody out with you you gotta focus on like are they having a good time you know what what where's their lure right now is it gonna catch Mm. my rod and break in half or what's what's gonna happen so like if it's if if i do something like that and it's just me like it's my own it's my own fault i got nobody to blame and Alex.
1: Yeah, Alex is like that one because he doesn't have any friends, and two, it is his release. He does not care about tournament fishing. He does not Mm -hmm. care about anything like that. That's his release out on the water. Me, on the other hand, yeah, I don't, again, I don't like the fun. I don't want to be out there
0: just fucking farting around
1: fishing. I do not like that.
0: Gotcha. So, do you, so do you, do you ever fish outside of a tournament setting? Like, do you pre fish? Do you, do you just go and, like, scope out a lake and just go and pe- pick it apart and kind of see, like, a new lake, see if, where the fish are or well, a new I'm spot in a on the same lake?
1: Yeah, I'm in a kayak, so there's not a lot of picking apart the whole lake. But now, well, when no. I go, when I go out to just fish, I'm usually fishing for, I mean, I'm trying to catch big fish usually is what I'm targeting. That don't always happen work out good. But now I go out there to like practice for a tournament. It doesn't have to necessarily be on the the lake, but I'm just trying to see where the fish are on that lake. So if I can't get to the lake that I'm going to fish, at least I have an idea on how they might be setting up. Because a lot of our lakes around here are, are, are very similar from small to big. So now I'm always out there. I'm trying a new lure. I'm trying a new technique or, you know, I'm working on dialing my graphs in and shit like that so no when i go out there i'm usually always trying to do something now when i go with my buddies on their boats if it's not a tournament setting you know we're kind of out there just farting around having fun but i'm not you know I, I i offer money for gas and i usually bring breakfast and ice and shit like that but you know i'm in their boat so but i i what i tell them is they'll say what do you want to do where do you want to go i'm like "Nah, no, this is your boat i'm out here trying to learn you just you go fish i'm out here trying to learn with you so even when i am in that setting on their boat i want them to do their shit so i can go out there and see how they're fishing where they're fishing what they're looking for you know all that stuff that's what i want because that's how i'm going to get better is by going out there and seeing what they're doing learning new technique or you know why are they at this spot and we're catching you know all that shit that goes into it i'm always trying to put shit together
0: i gotcha do you ever so if as a tournament angler do you ever fish with people that are a little bit more casual and feel like you've do you ever feel obligated to kind of like you know almost almost guide them and like kind of give them tips and tricks or if you're in their boat you're just there to along for the ride to learn from them
1: no i i've gotten in people's boats and kind of what i don't like no by no means am i a professional angler you know i'm I'm okay i know what i know and so Mm -hmm. if i'm in their boat and this this happens a lot like you know cranking or whatever it is if i'm in Mm -hmm. their boat and they want to learn something then we'll go around and i'll show them what i do yeah on that side but just like if we get a group of guys just to go hang out and kayak fish and fart around yeah i'm not i might hang around you for 10 15 20 30 minutes but then i'm i'm gone like i'm not i'm not just going to sit around in a little circle and fucking <laughs> and, and fish and have a good time and do your know, little so, kumbaya kayak yeah, fishing i'm sure. not i'm not doing that I, uh, you know <laughs> i'm not doing that i mean you know if we're, if we're on a school of fish and we're doing that that's one thing but if we're just fucking around like peddling around <laughs> i'm not doing that uh, and people want to go fish with me, and I'll tell them it's like I'm not fun to fish with. And I've had people that we've met up to go fish, and like you know, I'll talk to them in the morning, and you know, we'll we'll do this and that. But at some point, I'm I'm gone. I'm I'm just all over the place.
0: Just just go and cover water,
1: looking for fish.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you do you fish a lot of big lakes, or is it kind of? mostly some, like if you're because you're a kayak angler do you do you prefer a, a smaller lake that you can kind of cover more a bigger percentage of that lake in a given time or you just go to a big lake and pick a boat launch and just fish as much of that area as you can
1: so the the two closest lakes to me are jordan and harris and they're they're big lakes but they're not yeah. big compared to to like gunnersville or whatever or, yeah none of that shit they ain't that big <clears throat> but they're big lakes and i'll be out there in the middle of them fishing 300 yards from the bank with the bass boats mm. um and we do have a lot of smaller lakes around here they've got some really good fish in them but you know i just i like the challenge of being able to, i like the challenge of going out to those bigger lakes trying to find those fish and fish for those fish um but some of the smaller lakes we got tournaments coming up on them you know i'll usually try to if i can i'll try to sneak out and go go get them dialed in
0: yeah so um like it's what what would you classify as a small lake? I, I this I'm building up to something. That I have I want to interject at some point, but I just want to see like what do you classify as a small lake, like acreage wise?
1: I can't. I'm trying to think of Sharon Harris because this considered a a lake, but it's a small one. Mm-hmm. I want to say fishable water. Fishable water on Sharon Harris might be around seven thousand acres, and I oh, could be wrong. Geez. So somebody, somebody correct me if I'm I'm wrong. But it's it's like fishable water is around seven thousand, maybe somewhere uh falls and jordan are bigger but they're in like i think around 20 give or take a few thousand so those are the big lakes in this area but then if you go over to the charlotte area you got lake norman which is Mm -hmm. ginormous it's still not a huge lake but it's a Mm -hmm. it's a big lake then we got santee cooper which is about three hours away down in south carolina and then there's murray and so hartwell you know that's probably another that's probably five hour five and a half hours away gotcha but, yeah our, our lakes here are small that's why bass will never come here And that's why mlf fishes one at jordan mm. one it falls and then the, the you know the 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 ending the big round where there's only like 10 people is always on harris because you can't fit a ton of boats on it
0: gotcha see like um where where i'm from up here um a big lake to me is like 200 acres, man.
1: Like yeah, that's a, that's a Like pond. you could
0: cover you could cover the whole lake in a day, like half a day if you wanted to. Yeah, that's to. a pond. <laughs> yeah, like we don't we don't wait. We, like we have some lakes that are probably a you know a thousand plus. Like yeah, um, but I mean, as far as a lot of local people in my area, like the biggest lakes in this area are 300 300 acres max. Um, there's some chains of lakes where the, like like one of my favorite places to go in my John boat, there's a um, handful, of, like half a dozen lakes and they're anywhere from hundred to 200 acres a piece. And you can kind of go and fish a different lake or whatever, kind of go back and forth in between channels to the different lakes and stuff. But mm. as far as like full fishable acreage is still less than a thousand for that whole chain of lakes. You do have the great lakes up there too. You do, but you don't take a John boat out there.
1: Well, people take kayaks on them.
0: On a glass calm day, man, but like more often than not, it's like you sink a kayak out there. It's, it's, it can get scary fast.
1: I, I, I've never been on them, but I know a lot of people that fish all the Great Lakes in kayaks, and a kayak can take a lot more water. I mean, damn, just go look at the offshore kayak fishing on YouTube. There are these dudes out there catching fucking 15 foot sharks.
0: Yeah, but they got no wind out there.
1: Five, what are you,
0: you they got no wind out there,
1: Evan? No, no. No. You have lost your mind. They have they'll be out there in damn 10 foot waves in a kayak <laughs> off the shore of North Carolina fishing for fucking sharks.
0: That's a different rate of crazy. That's that's more than I'm more than I can handle.
1: Yeah, I mean they look I I can swim. I can do all that shit, but like they yeah, they do some crazy shit out in the ocean on kayaks.
0: I'm sure I'm sure people kayak fish the Great Lakes,
1: but They do. I know them. We have tournaments on the Great Lakes in kayaks
0: yes really yeah
1: i can't remember any of them because i can't fucking remember what i did this morning but they have they have tournaments out, uh, kayak tournaments out on great lakes all the time up in new york and all those all those almost you know all those canadian
0: areas up there where you are gotcha well i mean by all means i guess but i have never really the, co- the concept of it never really uh what kayak me. did you have uh i had a pelican
1: yeah, see, that's why your ass wasn't out on the Great Lakes kayak fishing, because you were in a fucking pelican. Yeah. And yes, your life would be in danger probably five feet from the shore. And in it, that.
0: Yeah. And it was only a 10 footer, so it wasn't anything oh, yeah. substantial.
1: <laughs> you were on a cork. Like if you yeah. tied a line to the front of your kayak and you, like, you were a little bobber out there. No, you're talking about people out there with the hobies and the natives mm. and their old old towns and shit like that like you know?
0: 14 16 foot kayaks with the about
1: 16 14 is the biggest you're going to get in a kayak, yeah, that- a fishing kayak but they'll be out there in, in 12 foot 12 foot 14 foot i mean yeah they fish them all the time again the ocean just forget about the great lakes and the ocean yeah and people are out there in in hobies and shit fishing the ocean all the time five miles ten miles offshore
0: do, does somebody like drag them out there or do they just go and paddle their way out no, there or pedal the their paddle way out their, whole, there?
1: The pedal they ass all the way out there. Jeez.
0: That sounds awful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible.
0: You must be fat like me. Um, I mean, <laughs> I d I don't miss a meal, man. I don't I don't go hungry very often. There you go.
1: Yeah, man. The, look, the kayak the, if you were to get into like a Hobie P A fourteen or a Hobie P A two foot longer than your ten foot pelican. Mm like you can stand up and pee you can stand up and and do circles and jump up and down i mean your kayak your kayak experience was about as bad as it could get yeah like i couldn't get somebody to let you get on a real kayak and go Uh, kayak fishing uh, in a real kayak and you'll you will understand why you can go out on the great lakes in a kayak and fish
0: yeah and um like I couldn't shift my ass the wrong way or I'd freaking tip right over. Right. Like it it, yeah. that's, it gets scary if you're not careful. And, you, it,
1: and when you had to pee, you had to go to the shore to get off. To
0: mm-hmm. pee. Yeah. I couldn't even like get up on my knees or anything. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't. Know. Yeah. No. Yeah. No.
1: You see. All right. This explains a lot. You need <laughs> to get yourself. Somebody, somebody up in the Michigan area needs to take Evan out on a real kayak. hmm. It ain't got to be on big water. Just go to one of your little local ponds. Mm-hmm. With whoever's up in your area, hit him up on Tiki Tac. take him out on a real kayak and let him do fishing on a real fishing kayak. Not no damn pelican, a death trap.
0: Yeah. I think, I don't even know. I can't say that I really know any other creators that are in my area. Like I, I'm sure there's plenty of them. I think, um, I think I know of like one channel on YouTube, or I mean, they have a TikTok too, but I think I know of at least one person that at least fishes areas that I've fished before.
1: Yeah, we've got, I know people up in there. I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. Paige is from Pennsylvania, but I kept saying she was from Michigan. She's from Michigan. Yeah, same thing. Pennsylvania, Michigan. She's not from Michigan, she's from Pennsylvania. You listen to the podcast too. She's <laughs> yeah, born and raised I, in PA, where she is. I just kept saying she was from Michigan.
0: Oh, well, she didn't she say she was from? She I said she. Know.
1: I don't know. Maybe I don't listen to these podcasts after we record them. I damn sure no. can't remember shit that I said on them after it's recorded. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not even sure what I just said ten minutes ago. To be honest, I can't remember either. Well, yeah, you shouldn't because you know you're here with me.
0: Right. Can't think it too hard.
1: What is your favorite Alex social media story or podcast story?
0: My favorite Alex story? Mm-hmm. God, I don't know. There's, I I kind of just like, you guys are kind of just like, I, I sit there and just listen to it. But I don't, I can't say that there's a story in particular that really struck with me. Like, I don't know. I just, it's a was- tough one.
1: Listening to the podcast, if there was one thing you would change
0: about the podcast, what would it be? Um, I mean, if it were if it were me, like I'd probably talk a little bit more about fishing. But that's kind of your whole thing—is you don't talk that much about fishing. So, like, it kind of it would take away from do. your brand. We had, we had
1: we had Jake on that Jake in that episode drops tomorrow, which would be the 18th of August, and we talked nothing about we talk a ton of fishing about the Susquehanna.
0: That's true. That is
1: true, but we still do talk about fishing. We just inter- intermingle intermingled everything else. Okay, so we get we got one feedback. Alex is not going to listen. So, whoever listens to this podcast in a couple in a week, make sure you make notes and tell Alex um, that Evan says that our podcast sucks because we don't talk about <laughs> fishing enough.
0: Now, now you're just putting words in my mouth.
1: No, I took them out of your mouth.
0: <laughs> Did you know?
1: So are you a gamer? Because I see you got the gamer headset on. Yeah, I've never done a podcast. So I'm assuming you're a gamer if you've got like a hundred and eighty dollar headset on.
0: Oh, this isn't an hundred and eighty, but I got this at, for forty bucks at Walmart. Man, this isn't anything extravagant. I just wanted something that had a mic on it that I could plug into my computer. It looks good. Oh, thank you. Does it make me look pretty? Fuck no, you're lost <laughs> on that one.
1: There's, there's, there, that hundred eighty dollar headset wouldn't make you look pretty.
0: No. No, it's yeah, okay. I do. I do
1: have a beard, though. I wish you'd grow it longer.
0: <laughs> I just trimmed it this afternoon. Why I had that, that shit grown out. A trimmer?
1: Look, you trim your ball hairs, you don't trim your face hair. Why not?
0: Be- because it's, it's beautiful long. I mean, yeah, I guess, but it, it's, it gets like more work as it gets longer. You got to no. take care of it. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah,
1: to run a comb through it every three or four days.
0: I mean, like if you want, I if if when I get my beard like long enough, I gotta have like a whole freaking routine, like put beard oil in it and like wash it and condition it and do all that other stuff. Like, I I get lazy after a while, so I just trim it down. So, are you bald or not? Am I bald? No, oh, I got hair. I got hair. Look at this. Yeah,
1: you got a little bit left.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah to be26 nice.
1: you, be your hairlines receding a little bit so we'll come back in 20 years and we'll see but I got yeah. hat hair you have who I,
0: it's all I got hat hair, hair, hair it's all swept to the side and I still got you a good cat, hair line. you have cat hair hat hair like oh. it's all pressed down from my hat and it's all swept to one side and it's like stuck like that so
1: yeah you could just tell us you got a comb over it's
0: okay <laughs> okay <laughs> all right
1: Evan's never Who coming knows? on this again. It's <laughs> like no. this shit is terrible. He made me run the podcast. Then he talked shit about me. Then he talked about me being bald and him not bald. It's no, I,
0: I've never put a mirror to the backside of my head, so you could be right.
1: Hmm. You don't get a haircut, and they hold the mirror up, and so you can look in the big mirror to see the little mirror to see how they cut the back of your head.
0: I never look that hard. I just make sure it's not all crockeyed and like looks like this when you go to <laughs> go to get your hair cut and you're like, "Oh, you look at yeah. that gumby hair!" Yeah.
1: Yep. I just got my hair did. I took me and Carter to get our haircut last Friday. We could go tomorrow. And when we got up there, his hair is longer, and he wanted it. It's not like shoulder length long, but it was shaggy long. Yeah. And so we walk in there, and I said, like, "All right, buddy, what do you want your hair to look like?" He said, "I just want it trimmed. I like it long." And the and the stylist was like, Oh, I know what he wants. And she started cutting it. And my son looks like he is living in nineteen ninety two right now. <laughs> all this fucking hair. It's it's a bowl, it's a bowl cut, but it's not like they she put the bowl on the head. I it's hard to explain, but she fucked it up. Is and it like I a would, huh?
0: Is it like a bullet, like he's got the bowl cut and then it just hangs out the back like a mullet? Or like what's what's it's, going it's, on with it?
1: no she cut the mullet off the mullet would have been fine but she cut the mullet off so it's like a it's like a bowl cut but instead of the bowl being level it was tilted backwards at an angle oh geez yeah it's terrible it's fucking horrible um good thing his hair is going to grow back and then i sat down to get my hair did and she says what do you want i said whatever zone i went we go to great clips aka marginal clips <laughs> and i said whatever's whatever's on my under my name whatever they did last time and she went and looked, and she says, "Okay, so what do you what do you want?" I was like, I, "Ma'am, I don't fuck whatever." That's why I come here because it's in the system. <laughs> and she did an okay job. Shit. She ended. Up, I told her I like when I don't wear a hat, I just you know, stick it up. I just run my hair through, hands through it with some water, and wherever it does, it does. Uh-huh. Get a lot of cowlicks and shit. Anyway, she cut my hair and started brushing it as a comb over. I'm like, "This is not what the fuck." I know that's not what it says. <laughs>
0: I know you're not doing what I asked you to do. I know. And then they
1: don't shave the Teen Wolf coming up out the back of my shirt, sneaking oh. up my neck. I'm like, man, we got to get that hair up off of there, dude. We it's like play. half the reason
0: you go. I know. The
1: greatest part of a haircut is when you lean your head forward and they use that really close razor. Uh-huh. And, they, and they do the back of your neck. Oh, my God. That's the gr- greatest thing ever. So the only reason I get my haircut is yeah. to shave the back of my neck.
0: I don't feel it rubbing on my T-shirt when I'm walking around and all that other, all other shit.
1: Well, I don't know. Now I don't have a carpet on the back of me. It's just hairy. Are, no, are you, are you one of these Northerners that you know, no. took your shirt off and jumped into water are you like a chia pet? Just got <laughs> wet and
0: dried out? no, uh, not yet. Maybe someday.
1: What's your favorite lure
0: to throw? Favorite lure? Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big 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 Senko guy. You I've said got that earlier. So yeah.
1: you, is it you wacky rigging it or just a Senko is the lure uh, and you don't care what you do with it?
0: I am a pretty staunch weightless Texas rig guy. Mm. So get a offset shank, kamikatsu, two out hook. And I'm, I'm pretty specific to the four inch Senko. I know, I know a five inch is probably standard most Mm. places, but I'm, I I like the size down Um, as a whole. Our size classes are usually a hair smaller than um, Mm. Southern States. So that smaller presentation is a little less intimidating and um, I can flip them under docks and skip them and, under under lay down timber all that stuff and i throw it on super light line to like six pound tests what six pound fluorocarbon yep spinning rod yep straight fluoro okay i
1: was about to say if you're throwing six pound on damn casting rod you know you're better better knife. someday
0: i want to someday i want to get into bfs here shortly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's that's my next big rod purchase i want to get into well, a bfs a raise at the bank yeah um yeah, I'm I'm due for one here shortly. I think I'm coming oh, up on shit? a year at the bank. So
1: Branch Manager or are you a teller? No,
0: no. Um it's a hybrid role. So it's like you do a little bit of teller or mostly teller stuff and then you do some banking too. So there's no like just tellers where I works. What the he- what
1: the fuck you do you're a teller. I know what mm-hmm. a teller is, and then you yeah. do banking. What the fuck what is that
0: what is just banking? Like opening accounts and stuff. Okay. And like making like making customer service calls, with people doing all that stuff.
1: A hybrid so. role, what that tells me is that they're paying you if you're doing a hybrid role, when I hear somebody say they do a hybrid role, what that tells me is that they're paying you to do they're paying you the pay of the least amount of paid role. But you're yeah, doing the roles that they should be paying you more for, but they're you know, and they call it hybrid to make it sound yeah, good. make it sound fancy. I hope you I hope none of your bank people <laughs> listen to this. I
0: hope so too. <laughs> Not just for that,
1: but for a lot of reasons.
0: I mean, I I do enjoy the work I do, and I enjoy the people I work with. And I don't I don't want. I mean, I I keep you know I I don't like call out specifically where I work or anything like that. I keep my Good. my don't social media don't separate because <laughs> yeah, because if I now. if I like if people know where I work and like the company I work for, then like then I'm kind of subject to their social media policy, and then they'll be like, well, you shouldn't be posting this about us or like you know this isn't the image that we like to send to people and if they know you work for us then we'll have a problem
1: well I mean besides this podcast you shouldn't have anything to worry about on your social media that I sing because all yours is really good fishing content yeah I nice wholesome family friend.
0: Fun. <laughs> I try to keep it somewhat clean like I'll cost here or whatever it's no big deal but I try to keep it mostly clean and you know not not piss too many people off
1: I, that, that's, that's our mantra for bass and brews keep it yeah. clean
0: just just have fun and just post whatever I feel like posting. Just be myself.
1: Except when you come on Bass and Brews and you forget how to be yourself. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: That ha- You've done a good job, though. I'm very proud of you, except for the intro. You really fucked that up. But you've yeah. been
0: good since then. Right. It was, we had a rough start, but we're mellowing yeah. out a little bit. It's okay. It's
1: okay. You know, that it happens. You had five minutes to prepare. I was just seeing – I was giving <laughs> you an opportunity to apply an interview – to be Alex's guest Ah, co-host trying to replace me every episode.
0: So I fucked up the interview is what you're telling me.
1: Yeah. I told you that earlier you forgot already.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I'm not supposed to think too hard.
1: Fishing your Cinco. Are you, Mm -hmm. are you in a lot of grass lakes?
0: Um, yes and no. So we have, I mean like the, the standard Michigan Lake is called a kettlebell Lake. Mm. Um, so Back a long time ago, ten thousand years ago, when the glaciers were rolling through, every once in a while a big chunk of ice would fall off, and it'd make this big indent in the ground. So you get this big bowl-shaped indent in the ground, and then that would fill with, fill in with water, and you get a lake out of it. So you have really shallow shoreline. Um, the first you know hundred yards of shoreline is a max of like six to eight feet of water, and then all of a sudden you just get these sheer cliffs down into anywhere from twenty to sixty feet of water. And it's just a big open bowl out in the middle. So uh, most of the time I'm fishing that Senko up shallow in those. And sometimes there's grass mats. Sometimes it's just like a carpet of, you know, weeds or whatever the hell is on the bottom. Um, And so it's kind of pretty open, but it's still shallow. Um, So a lot of times I'm just flipping around docks or up against like rock walls, break lines, whatever.
1: You're fishing a lot of a lot of natural lakes then or man made yes. and natural
0: um we don't have a lot of reservoirs up here like it's mostly mm-hmm. natural lakes um there are a handful but they're pretty few and far between there's there are so many natural lakes that
1: yeah i was about to say y'all got lucky y'all got lucky with nature they they provided you all the mm-hmm. lakes you could ever ask for without having to build dams and fuck up
0: exactly nature. i uh there's a st- statistic somewhere that in the state of Michigan. Yeah. Um, in the state of Michigan that you, can, uh, you can't go more than 20, 20 minutes, uh, without finding a, finding a lake of some kind or another. So, um, it's, it's pretty good. Um, uh, pretty good opportunity to fish here. There's, um, there's probably half a dozen boat launches within 30 minute drive of me. So I get, um, I have a lot of options they're not great options, but I have options.
1: Well, look, if you're making content, you're putting out five videos a week, then you, you're in an area where you can do what you want to do with the content. So
0: yeah, good. I wish I had more time to get my boat out, but I, uh, I, I just, <laughs> I don't like, I don't come home from work at five o'clock and be like, man, I want to take my boat out for an hour and a half and then <laughs> lug it all the way back to the house. So I usually yeah. fish some little pond close to the, close to home that, you know, has a bunch of dinks in it, but at least I'm out fishing.
1: Yeah, because you do have the you, you're sitting on like little docks, and you have the bank. Yeah, stuff you have yeah. some content with that. But you know, a lot of let's, If you think about fishing, though, the majority of people are fishing from the bank.
0: Yes, absolutely. and there's a
1: reason why so many social media channels do really good, and all they do is fish from the bank. I mean, there's a ton of them like that, and that's yeah. because so many people can relate to that. And sure, yeah, you can go get a kayak and stuff, but then there's a whole nother level of fishing and experience you've got to attain to be able to do that. But then it is, you can go spend an hour, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Bobby Roastby from Jigs and Bigs talks about going and fishing for 30 minutes off the bank all the time. I will never do that shit. Fuck that. I hate that. If I can't go out there for more than four hours, I'm not going fishing.
0: I totally get it, man. I, I, I mean, like working the hours I do, like I don't have four hours to go and go somewhere. Like I, I get home and I get changed and then I go out to my spot and I got two hours before a good dark out. So it's kind of, mm-hmm. that's just the way it is. But I mean, weekends, obviously I have more time when I'm not working, but.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, most of my fishing is done on Saturday and maybe mm-hmm. Sunday morning in up until july about the only time i went fishing was for tournaments and then july i got to get out some more gotcha. but yes uh i'm you know the bank fishing is where the majority of people are fishing now the kayaks changed that a lot kayaks made that barrier of entry less, mm-hmm. right so they people can get their little kayaks and they can get off the bank but then they probably end up catching less fish because where they thought yeah. they were going to take the kayak to catch fish there ain't no fish
0: Right. Um, And that's that's the other thing I liked about kayak fishing when I had my kayak is that I could take it somewhere that is like a bank fishing only place and put my kayak in there and get to those fish that have never seen a lure before or not been fished in that part of the lake before. They're not expecting people to be in that area. So I can, you know, get on some fish that maybe are less pressured and get into them a little bit better than people can from the bank.
1: What's the biggest large mouth and the biggest small mouth you've told?
0: Um So it's kind of a tricky question for me. Um, only recently did I ever even like have a scale. So I never really, <laughs> I never really weighed my fish. I still don't very often. Um, fish I've weighed, I probably haven't weighed a fish more than four pounds. But um, if we're talking inches, my best bass is probably, it's definitely over 22, I'd say 23, 24. Damn. Um, that's out of. Fast. That's out of private water though. That's like a like a farm pond or whatever. All right, hold, Publi- on, hold public public water public water. I'd say 22. Okay, okay.
1: I don't give a fuck if you're fishing in your grandpappy's toy <laughs> pond that's got a 24 inch bass in it catch a 24 inch bass if you catch a big fish you caught a big fish yeah like, absolutely people get all up in this shit oh you caught that out of a private pond i don't give a fuck that bitch is still 24 that's so inches. big that's still cool as shit it's still a big fish i don't give a shit where you caught it you caught a big fish you know what did you catch it no you didn't catch no it. so exactly. i don't give a shit about where you caught a fish catching big fish is catching big fish i don't give a damn what you do so don't don't down don't downplay your damn big fish catches by saying big water and little water We've already been through the Big Water and Little Water stuff. Your big lakes are like ponds to me. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter.
0: Um, actually, my PB Smallmouth was out of the St. Mary's River, which is the connecting water between Lake Superior and Lake Huron.
1: Can you, all right, show us where Superior and Huron is.
0: So this is the – we're, we're going to get two hands in now. It's getting okay. serious. All right, got so everybody we
1: got, listening. He's holding up his right hand. Yep,
0: my right hand is the lower peninsula, and then you've got the upper peninsula up here. And right here where my index finger is at the tip of my in- index finger is where Sault Ste. Marie is. And then you've got Lake Superior to the north up here. And then you've got Lake Huron to the the west or at the east, I mean. All right.
1: So, guys, if you hold up your right hand and then hold up your left hand and you put uh, your left pointing finger on your right middle finger, Lake Huron is your pinky.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Is
1: your pinky. My hands are backwards. Yeah. So I,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it'd be, if you why do it you this put way, your
1: hands like that. All right. Put your right hand up with your palm facing away from you. Yeah. And then you put your left hand up with your palm facing away from you and put your left index finger on your right middle finger and Lake run is your pinky finger. You you got it backwards. Flip your. Uh, why do I have it backwards? I'm put, from here, there man. You go. There That's, you go. This is how you do it right here.
0: Oh, oh my God. Whatever. See, you anyway.
1: you could never you can never move down south and ask for directions anywhere. You would be lost because in the south when you ask for directions, nobody knows the name of the road. Nobody knows the exit numbers. They tell you to go to the big pine tree somewhere between 2 and 5 miles down the road. Take a right at the big pine tree and you're going to go past four mailboxes. And then you're going to have Jim Bob's trailer on the left that's missing the window in the front door. Don't stop there. Go two trailers down <laughs> and then make a left. After you make a left, you just keep going. Keep going and you'll know and when you get there you'll know.
0: If you pass Jamie Lee's big big blue trailer, you're too far.
1: Craziness. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we we really fucked up that
0: geographic yeah that's good thing neither of us are geographers we'd be in big trouble
1: i wanted to be a geographer and then um i wasn't because i can't even remember why and then i wanted to do like anthropology and archaeology and i didn't do that so i went got my my degree in peace war and defense
0: there you go um if we circle back a little farther i actually took a class to be certified to do wildland fire what happened I just didn't get into it. I, I I never applied for a job in wildland fire. But I I could have I I don't know if I still could or not. I don't know if my certs up or not. But oh, yes, I had all the
1: way it's it's way up. It's, it's way been up.
0: it's been I think it's been five years yeah, six it's years. Up. So
1: this way up. you got to redo that thing. You got to get a refresher course every yeah. Day. But you, I you, you just missed one of the most fun times in your entire life if you had gone and been a wildland firefighter.
0: I had a buddy that does wildland fire and it looks like he has a pretty good time. Where's he at? Um, I'd have to ask him. I think he's – I don't know where he's at right now. I think he's been in North Carolina a couple times or in South Carolina maybe. Where's he stationed out of? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Is, I, is I, there Huron
1: <laughs> Manistee National Forest up there?
0: He's um, – there is up here in Michigan. Yeah, there's Huron yeah. Manistee.
1: So that's where I was in the white cloud. Okay. Um, Huron Manistee.
0: He, he's out of state now, but when he was in Michigan, he was out of St. Ignace in the UP. So, Will, yeah, if you're think, listening, hello. I think,
1: that's, I think that's Fish and Wildlife. Uh, that's it, it was,
0: uh, I think it was U.S. Forest Service. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah I Forest don't, Service.
1: I don't, I don't I can't even put my hands right to show people where Lake Huron and Lake <laughs> Superior are, so I have no idea. So Man, it, you missed you miss a good-ass time, I'm telling you. It, yeah. It's, it is. It's not as. Da- it is very dangerous, but it's not quite what people see on the news. But it no, is. But I, I mean, mean, it, you, it has crazy. its
0: moments. But in the, in I mean, most of the time you're just patting down backburn and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not always at the front lines. You know, high octane danger, danger.
1: Yeah, but when you're there, there's nothing like it. Well, there's some yeah like it, but you know, there's there's not many things like being on the on the on the. On the front lines of a fire, it's good times, it's exhilarating.
0: Yeah, oh, for sure. Can there was. A,
1: can you spell exhilarating?
0: Um, sure. Do you want do you want me yeah. to or what? Yeah, yeah, that's why I asked. Um, e x h, i r i l. Or no, yeah.
1: No, Start no. over. Because start you, over. You talk too fast. Okay, slow down.
0: So, e x, i l i r a t i n g. Boom.
1: <laughs> you know, you know who can't spell exhilarating, Alex. Alex, this motherfucker used to try to spell words, and then now I say, "Can you spell it?" And he'll go, "No," and just. Move
0: on. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pretty good speller. I was, I had like an eighth grade reading level in fifth grade. I had that shit unlocked.
1: Did you ever win the spelling bee?
0: I never participated.
1: Oh my gosh, we you could have been a national treasure.
0: Probably. I could have stolen the Declaration of Independence and everything. You missed your calling. I know.
1: You could have been a National Spelling Bee champion and been on Bass and Bruce. You'd have been the first ever.
0: Could have, could have.
1: You know who would never be a National Spelling Bee Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Spelling yeah. Bee contestant, Alex.
0: Alex. Yeah. No. No, he was. He was afraid because he knows my spelling prowess. That's why he's not here. He was intimidated
1: that he put his daughter's birthday party above this podcast and uh, his heart's not in this podcast anymore. I think he's I think he's given up.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Do you have kids? I do not. Do not. Do not. Nope. Don't. Nope. Don't. I don't get a dog, a bird. <laughs> I had a cat. Like that. I had a cat at some point. It didn't go very well.
1: Wow, what happened
0: to your kitty cat? Um, so I found I so I worked for the DNR for a little bit, um, in the wildlife division, and I was on a on a like a state hunting hunting land, and I found this cat. Somebody dumped it on the side of the road, and I brought it home. I had it for about six months, and then it had a urinary tract blockage, oh, no. and I didn't have five grand to fork over to clear the blockage, so we had to put it down. Oh, it was like a, it was like an eight month old cat, man. It was heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. So I
1: love I love animals. I love mm-hmm. kitty cats. I just love animals. And yeah, we've had some cats with UTI issues and you have to change your food up. You got to buy them a yes. special UTI food. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, that's, oh, that sucks. Kitty cats are so nice. I love, <laughs> I, we got, I got a little cat now called little Caesar. And the story is, is, is when I was in South Carolina, I was doing a construction job and the, it was a physical therapy clinic. And right beside it was a little Caesar's pizza. And I walked out one day and there was this little kitten and he was eating the like half of a little caesar's pizza somebody had thrown out the back door and i went to go i was like and went up to it it and so we put some canned cat food out the next day and that was gone and then one day a day or two later i don't remember somewhere Mm -hmm. around there a couple days later i'm in there doing work and it's just me all of a sudden i see something run out the corner of my eyes because it's got the back doors open Mm -hmm. because we have no electricity it's hot as fuck anyway it was this cat and it was running through the clinic, I'm like, shit, he's gonna be pissing on it. I gotta get this <laughs> cat out of there. So it wedged itself between the window and the desk that was in there. And if you've ever caught a feral cat before, like they are mean. They just yeah, bite the fuck out of you. So they I don't mess around. Down, grabbed it by the back of the neck, like you're supposed to grab a feral cat. And I pick it up and I start to walk out of the clinic. And and it's looking at me, side eye of me with the not hissing, not spitting, nothing. So I put it, put it in my arm. And I start petting it, starts purring. Yeah. So I take it and I put it in a clothes basket and put a piece of wood on top of it with a blanket in there. And so I start. I tell my wife, I I got this cat, and her first thing is, don't you bring that fucking cat home. (laughs) So I'm calling everybody I know that loves kitty cats and saying, hey, I got this really cool little boy kitty cat. He's probably three or four months old at the most. And nobody wants him, so I bring him home and put him in my shop because my wife, when I had a shop, never went out to the shop, and I left him there. And like three weeks later, we went on vacation, and I had we had people coming to feed the dogs, and I had a side a side text message chain going on with these people. Hey, take care of the cat. This is where the food is, blah, blah, blah. And she picks up my phone to text him and hits that that one. That one. <laughs> and sees I have the cat. Anyway, we named him Little Caesar, coolest cat ever, squirrel-killing machine. Oh, jeez. I was bet. A, He was a shop kitty. Then we moved to North Carolina. He lived with my mama for like a year and a half, two years. And then we just got him about a year ago now. We brought him back home, and he's been he's been so wonderful. He's He's a cool-ass little kitty.
0: Yeah, cats are cats are cool as shit, man. I I live in an apartment right now, so I don't have, I can't really have a cat right now. But I do have a I have a, a snake at home. Oh, I've got what a snake? A, um, it's a it's a rat snake. It's actually an albino, so it's like It's like a white white and pink snake because hmm. they have they don't have any melanin pigment in their in their body, so it's all white and pink and stuff. Um, it's about five and a half foot long rat snake.
1: Oh shit, that's a good size rat snake. Yeah, there. what do you, you feed it?
0: Um, I feed it small rats right now. At its dead. Um, I frozen thawed. So like it, I buy them frozen, then I thaw them out and feed them to them.
1: Well, why not live?
0: Um, so feeding snakes like live, live animals, it, it runs a risk of injury cause uh, they're alive. Obviously they can defend themselves <laughs> if they want to. So if you, if you're feeding your snakes a live rat or whatever, you know, it's going to scratch it up or it could bite them or something cause an injury. So it's, it's, if you can get them onto f- you know, pre killed f- food. It's a lot better for their health as far as, like, their safety, I guess. Um, and it's easier for them to, to eat it if it's not thrashing around mm-hmm. and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, I'm assuming
1: it's cheaper and easier to have a a a bunch of frozen rats.
0: In yes. Oh, by far. trying
1: to keep up... No, then you have a snake, and then you have a rat farm. Yeah, you have a rat farm that you got to take care of these rats, and then
0: yeah, like it's.
1: And then you've you you got
0: more date. pets than you really wanted to yeah. begin with.
1: And then you bring a date home, and you're like, and you know, the fucking rats got out while you're out on your date, <sighs> and you come home to have a good night after your date, and the fucking rats. Like, help me get the rats. Gets in her car, and there's
0: one in her purse that <laughs> jumps out, and she's in the car, and she crashes. She never want to hang out with you again. <laughs> Right are no, on
1: TikTok I... being like, so let me tell you about my Tinder date that I had last night. Right. Week. We got home. Everything was going great. We got in the house, and uh, he showed me a snake, and then he was going to show me where all he kept all of his rats that he fed a snake with, and there was no rats in the tank. They had all oh. gotten out. Was, <laughs> you know what? You would be TikTok famous for all the wrong reasons.
0: Well, unfortunately, that scenario can't play out because I've got a girlfriend already, and um we've been together probably over four years now almost four and a half oh man
1: um look i know you're in the banking industry you better boot her up quick man four years that's a long time this day and age
0: i know i know it's does it's she, fish? she does sometimes sometimes she does yeah it so depends when,
1: so when you were telling the story earlier about taking somebody fishing with you and trying to make sure that they're having a good time and having fun and
0: catching fish and stuff That's who you were talking about? Um, Not necessarily, (laughs) no. But I mean, yeah, like that. She definitely that I definitely want her to have a good time if she's out there with me. I want to make sure she catches fish. She's out there, you know, having a good time, enjoying herself. But um, I mean, I want to catch fish too. So,
1: well, I took my wife, girlfriend at time fishing. Mm -hmm. Took crickets out to a little farm pond, a buddy I had, I know had, and I I might as well have been out there with an eight year old. And she was probably like 22 at the time because I had – we were, she was catching fish left and right. I'd oh, throw, man. i throw a cricket out there, and she'd reel in a fish, and i have to take the fish off. And then the other rod would catch a fish. So all I'm doing is taking fish off and baiting it the whole time. And finally, I told her she was going to do that shit on her own. <laughs> and she quit She quit fishing, and she's never been fishing since. So if that tells you about what it's like to go fishing with me, I couldn't, yeah. even, I couldn't even let my girlfriend have a good time fishing.
0: <laughs> she'd never been
1: until she met me, though.
0: Oh really? Like not at all. Never been camping. No. Never been fishing. Oh jeez, none of that
1: shit until she met me.
0: That's that's a rude awakening right there. Like it, it, you go yeah. from nothing to like smack dab right in the middle of the outdoors. Like there's
1: yeah, with me with a dumbass.
0: <laughs> there's and, no there's no warm up to that. Like it's it's you're in it right now.
1: And then when we go camping, we were poor, so we go camping because you know it was cheaper. Mm-hmm. And every time we, get, we went camping, I think. Out of the five or six times we went camping, she sl- ended up sleeping in the truck almost every night.
0: Oh, jeez. So, you, yeah. so you're in a tent? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: See, now I, I hammock camp. I got a hammock. Okay. Fuck tent. Tents are stupid. Hammock, best sleep you'll ever have in your entire mm. life in a hammock. But she still don't go camping. Not again. She's like, yeah, I'm. She's not old, but she's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going camping. I don't give a damn what we're in.
0: What if? What if you had a camper? Would she go glamping?
1: probably probably probably. yeah but we're i'm not Look, having a camper and having a boat are the same thing yeah they're really you know everybody's one of the things you'll hear is like the greatest day ever buy of of having a boat is the day you buy it and the day you sell it Mm -hmm. everybody i know with campers it's really fun and then like a year in their camper starts breaking and shit and they have to fix shit. shit on it Yep. And then they don't take it out for eight years and then they try to sell it and the bitch is rotten.
0: Yeah. Like you get next to nothing for it because everything's broken on it if you don't keep up with it. And
1: well, I mean, it's yeah. yeah. You buy a camper and it's like buying a, a you know, a, what was the old um, shit? What was I going to say? I was going to make a really, really good analogy and I fucking forgot. But like, yeah. Anyway,
0: sure. I'm that's sure. What I, that's what I meant. What, yeah, what I, I, meant I got you. Say,
1: what I meant to say is what I forgot to say. So there we are.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I follow. I, I I don't know, but I, I'll accept it. Do
1: you take your girlfriend out on the John boat? Does she like to go out on the boat?
0: Yeah, that's part of the reason I picked the boat that I picked because it had mm. some it had some nice like cushion seats in there that came with the boat. So, um, she I took her out in like the rowboat. Like I had a motor for the <laughs> rowboat, but um, it had those. Those aluminum bench seats, man, that they're oh. hard on, they're harder hard on your body. So it's yeah, not
1: flat ass quick. Yeah.
0: So I got those, those seats out and I got her in the, out in the new boat and she enjoyed it. Um, definitely more comfortable for her. It's, it's a lot deeper boat than the, the old rowboat. So, um, you know, as you can kind of stretch out a little bit and you're not feel like you're about to fall over, or tip over, or whatever,
1: one so more stable. Yeah. Yeah. Did she go ice fishing with you?
0: um she has um she doesn't like the cold very much and i don't i don't blame her it's not for everybody but um if i i got like a little propane heater i bring out with me so if i keep that thing maxed out she'll stay out with me for a couple hours and catch some fish
1: do you now ice fishing is that fun fishing or are you keeping what you catch and eating is that a eating eating fishing or is that just go out and fun fish
0: um if I'm getting into some nice fish, yeah. A lot of times ice fishing is pretty tough. So the easier fish to catch are really small. So sometimes you don't catch enough eatable fish to really like be worth taking fish home. So um, it just depends on where I go.
1: There's nothing worse than taking a bunch of little fish home. Like When you want to go fishing, like, you know I don't catch fish to eat? And you start keeping fish, and then you catch, you, you catch like two. Yeah, or you catch a bunch of little ones. Cleaning little fish is fucking just—it's
0: a nightmare. Yeah, well, especially if, you, if yeah. you just
1: gut them, head them, and fry them. Those little fish, especially brim, little yeah. brim are like tiny morsels of deliciousness.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't—I don't usually keep them if they're under like you know my threshold is six and a half, seven inches. And anything bigger than that, I can—I—I'm fine with flaying those. But I mean I've never considered, you know, like frying them whole. So maybe I should keep some smaller ones.
1: I'm look, yeah, those the smaller brim, because they're easy, right? You just cut yeah. your head off and you you stick your knife up in the pooter. Yep. And you, you rip it up and then you take your index finger and you rake it out. And all you do is clean them and then put them in your in your egg wash like you do. Mm-hmm. In your fish batter and you fry them up. And now you got fish chips and fish all in the same fish.
0: I have to give that a shot. That might that might actually be worth my while. Yeah, what kind? Because I,
1: I know you said you didn't make your own fish fry. Do you? What do you buy? Altries?
0: Um, there's a brand called Andes. That's I don't know if it's a local brand, if it's like a national huh. brand, but it comes in like a, a red plastic bag, and they have like an original style, and then they have like a Cajun style breading. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's what I that's what I usually end up using.
1: Yeah, I never heard of Andes down here. Most people are gonna buy Altries.
0: Autry's. Autry's. i have never heard of Autry's. So,
1: it, you know what? It's probably the same company. Just like probably Sierra they just rebranded really TJ Maxx. It's just a different name, <laughs> because right? Ain't nobody in the north gonna buy no damn Autry's. We gotta have Andy's. Yeah. It's like people down here eat Hardees. We don't eat <laughs> no fucking Carl Juniors.
0: Carl's Junior. <laughs> I have never been to a Carl's Junior. I wouldn't even Hardys. know it's. T-
1: it's the same thing.
0: Fair enough. I haven't been to either one. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what it tastes like. You have never been to a Hardee's? No, not once. I, I wouldn't even to, know where to go to get one.
1: I, I was about to end this podcast and do the shotgun <laughs> round, but how the fuck have you
0: never eaten Hardees? I've. I don't think I've even. I don't even know if I've even been near one before. I've never even bothered to look.
1: Have I've you?
0: Been, um, have you been to Raising Canes? I have not. You have not. You haven't been to Raising Canes. That's a, that's no, like a the southern thing too like i only have one no i think that's a maryland thing is it really
1: maryland yeah i think I, I think there are some down in this area somewhere mm-hmm. but i i'm gonna i could be wrong i'm probably that was wrong I think, that's f- a, I think that's a mid-atlantic maryland type thing. okay
0: because the first place i had raising canes was in kentucky and then into tennessee they had a lot yeah. of them in that area so maybe it doesn't get It's a chicken place right yeah chicken
1: so all right, well all right, when you get down here into the Carolinas, you get into Bojangle territory. Okay.
0: So they probably so, they probably yeah. they probably run the run the territory and say get yeah,
1: out. Bo, Bojangles, Bojangles is about some of the best damn chicken you have. A lot of people won't know this, but Hardee's used to be a chicken place. They didn't oh, really? Start really into the burgers until the early 2000s when they they were like the first fast food restaurant to cook Angus burgers. But Hardee's was a chicken joint. And they used to have the closest you could get in fried chicken to like grandma's or me fried chicken. Hardy's was about as close as you got to like the home cooked fried chicken you could get. And then they got the Angus burger thing and quit with fried chicken.
0: Really? Just, just quit cold. cold I guess not cold turkey. Cold chicken. I don't know. I don't Didn't know. Tell
1: you. They they ruin it though. That's it's a shame. If you ever get down here, get you some Bojangles. It's delicious.
0: I bet I could find one up here somewhere. I don't know if it tastes the same as it would down there, but
1: hey, used to in the early two thousands, Bojangles stopped in Georgia. Once you cross into the Florida line, there were no Bojangles anymore. It's pretty much like Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, I think Virginia, maybe some Tennessee. Really? But yeah, it's changed to... a lot
0: now. They everywhere. Well if I get down there next time I'll have to have to find some, yeah, find some bojangles. some Authentic Southern Bojangles chicken. Yeah, there you go. It's Cajun Cajun
1: Bojangles. Cajun. Bojangles is Cajun chicken, but it originated in North Carolina. Make no fucking sense, but here we are.
0: Gosh. Gotcha. So have you being from the south, do you do like a lot of boils and stuff? Like shrimp boilers. Is that more of like a a Louisiana thing?
1: No, so so in the Carolinas we call it we call it frogmore stew. Or low okay. country bowl, and yes, we we do we do some of those. Ours is just shrimp, taters, corn, and and sausage, smoked sausage. So yeah, we do a lot of bowls. Uh, we do we bowl. A lot. Matter of fact, it's peanut season down here, so I'm about to start buying peanuts, 50, fifty pound bags of bowl of peanuts and bowl and peanuts. There you go. And so we'll do that. But yeah, we get so down here we call it low country bowl or frogmore okay. stew, one of those two.
0: What's your, what's your meat of choice for a boil? Well,
1: I mean, there's only one meat that we put in it. It's shrimp, smoked sausage. Okay. And then you have corn, red taters. That's it.
0: You ever do crawfish?
1: So crawfish is definitely more of a Louisiana thing. Okay. And everybody drink. When I was a wildland firefighter, we had our, we had a helicopter contract. So we did a lot of prescribed burning down here in South Carolina. So Mm -hmm. we'd have a helicopter come up from Louisiana. And they were there for a couple months out of the uh, spring. And once uh, they would always fly up two sacks of crawfish. And these guys, like, they were Louisiana Cajun people. Yeah. They, we would have huge crawfish bull once a year up here at the bunkhouse uh, eating crawfish. But, no, crawfish is more of that Louisiana, that Gulf Coast type stuff. That's that's not really our, our neck of the woods. And then you get into the crabs. The blue, blue crabs is more when you get up into that Maryland, that mid-Atlantic, shrimp, yeah. Chesapeake area. But down gotcha. here, ours is all pretty much mostly shrimp.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: Well, look, man, this has been awesome. This has been great. We've been all over the place. Um, yeah. You know, you settled into, if if we were to restart this podcast now, I think you'd you'd start the podcast off way better. And I actually <laughs> wouldn't have had to done much of anything probably not if we did it you, you hit your groove and you got going and you said you were a wild card so were were was the wild cardness more than what your wild card is or did you expect what you got
0: I think I got got out pretty much what I expected so
1: Wonderful.
0: I kind of I, I kind of felt like this is probably how it was going to go it was going to be like I mean like I said I had I haven't done a podcast before so I figured it'd start off pretty rough but I once I got a groove going you guys just just get to talking and then just you know, shoot the shit just like any but any other conversation.
1: Well, you know, it's always nice when we have a guest on and we can, and Alex sitting here and we can still talk shit about him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 more entertaining when he's actually here to hear us talk shit about him
1: I, I know than to he hear was, about it afterwards. He's like, he's like, oh, oh my god, oh, here we go. <laughs> yep, go ahead, go ahead. Yep, here we go and i didn't you know i had to interrupt you and when i interrupt alex i do it on purpose he'll start to talk and I'll go oh you know i'll start to talk and I'm like go ahead go ahead go ahead and i was like no you go ahead then he'll start talking and i'll interrupt him again <laughs> so so fun so fun well look we are at this point in time in which uh Paige's internet quit on her because she didn't pay her phone bill and we're at the shotgun round so all I right hope your internet holds up for this i hope so too because we're at the shotgun round, you've listened to the podcast, so I mm-hmm. know you know some of the questions that are coming up, and I'll throw people for a loop. So mm-hmm. the the deal with the shotgun round is this: I'm going to ask you a question. I need your your answer right then and there. Where there's no humming, okay. there's no thinking. There's a well this or well that. These are simple questions. We need simple, quick answers. You understand? First thing, come to your head. Okay. All right.
0: All right. Crocs or flops? Uh, flops. I can't do crocs.
1: See, that's some Yankee shit right there. I knew you were going to say damn Crocs.
0: No. No, I I
1: can't do Crocs. That's a shame. Why? Have you ever tried Crocs?
0: I have. I don't. I'm not a big fan. Like, I've worn them before, but I just, I like floss better. like the open air. I don't know. Crocs, like, everyone's, like, if you don't, like, trim your toenails down to nubs if you're wearing Crocs, like, you can feel them, like, rubbing on the ends of your Crocs, and it just, like, I hate that feeling.
1: Actually, the worst is when you got long toenails, because I don't trim mine. I just let them break when they get long (laughs) enough, and you slide your foot into the croc, and one of your little
0: toes,
1: get it, and it just rips the fucking toenail off.
0: See, I can't, like, just the thought of it happening is enough for me to never wear Crocs again.
1: Yeah, it's not fun, but anyway, that's what happens sometimes. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no?
0: Um... If, if I'm like at a party or something, somebody orders it, I'll eat it, but I would never order it for myself. My man, I I'm gonna eat the shit out of it. If you order
1: pineapple pizza, I will eat every fucking slice in the box. All and right, I'm not paying for it.
0: No, hell no. I'm I am a very staunch either like a meat lovers or a barbecue chicken.
1: Yeah, that's not fucking pizza, man. No, I don't want barbecue. I want I want you know ground up sausage, pepperoni. Okay. And then a supreme. Give me a supreme meat lovers and okay, that's, that, that's my jam. That I can
0: agree with. Barbecue absolutely
1: barbecue chicken pizza is not pizza. It's, there's that's two different foods. That's that's going back to the damn chocolate and candy conversation.
0: <laughs> Call it what you want. I'm still gonna eat the shit out of it. So
1: I am, but I'm not gonna order it. <laughs> okay. All right. If you had to choose one person to go fishing with you, this is a new question never been asked on the podcast. If you okay. had to choose one person to go fishing
0: with you, would you choose Alex? Or the jabber hammer. Uh I feel like I'd probably pick you. I think you're more entertaining. Hey, you
1: and and that? you've got that
0: competitive itch in you, so maybe I can learn a thing or two. Yeah, I'm going to push you in the water probably too.
1: All right. Alex just text, texted, how'd it go? My reply, still recording. Alex, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit.
0: Yeah, oh <laughs> shit. Look what okay. you're missing out on. You're
1: going to spend more on a rod or a reel?
0: See... This and I was actually thinking no, about no, this. No, no, no,
1: no, no, Nothing. no. Nothing.
0: We can no, talk I, about it I have after. an answer, answer already. It. I already have an answer.
1: An- okay. Answer it and then we talk about
0: it. Okay. So my my answer is from experience, I spend more on my reel. That's that's my purchase history, is I spend more on my reels. Um if it like if I'm thinking about it in the moment, I'd probably purchase I like I would think I'd want more in a rod, but and like I kind of want to make sure that my reel has quality components. It does exactly what I want it to do. It has the right gear ratio. You know, it's um, going to last me a while. So I've been, in, if, based on the reels that I've bought in the past, I spent more on more on a reel.
1: We, I've heard that more from anglers in the north because they want reels with less plastic parts in them because yes. of the cold temperatures. Is is the explanation that we've gotten from people in the north that deal with you? Know, super cold temperatures when they fish a lot but you say keeping a reel longer I probably kept rods longer than I have reels because the reels that I have that are very old I don't use anymore yeah they I just they get obsolete they get obsolete and you know they, they start shit needs to be replaced on them I've never had a, a rod where I have need to you know replace anything on them like they're, no. they're still there but technology changes with rods absolutely quickly over the last 10 to 15 years and so my older rods when i started fishing with some newer shit over the last couple of years i'm like god damn these fucking rods suck and they were yeah. good rods back in the day
0: i was say you look at you look at a hundred dollar rod even 10 15 years ago versus a hundred dollar rod in today's money like you're getting way more so,
1: yeah a hundred dollar rod today is heads and tails and shoulders above a fucking hundred rod Hundred yeah rod.
0: like um the majority of my arsenal for rods is i use a die with tatula xts mm. and they're right at that hundred dollar price point and you would if you picked one up and you didn't know how much it cost you probably think it's close to two hundred dollars like it's they're super sensitive they're super lightweight i mean they're dialed in man like i there's no better rod out there in my mind for a hundred dollars than a tool XT, but I've got 120, 140, $150 reels on them. Big money.
1: (laughs) Alex, I told Alex to come on. He said he can, he's still putting his girls down to bed. So again, I don't think his heart's in this podcast anymore. I know in a three hour session, you don't want to catch five, two pounders or one, seven pounder,
0: um, five, two pounders. What?
1: Why not? You've never caught a seven pounder. Don't need to. Well, if you caught a 24 incher, unless that thing was like spawned out right after spawn,
0: that bitch had to be close to seven. Probably. I, um, the reason I say that is like, I mean, like, yeah, a seven pounder is awesome. Like freaking legendary status. But at least if you go out and you catch five, two pounders, you can say you put a pattern on them and you found something that was working. I feel like that'd be more of a personal victory for me than going out and catching one fish in an eight hour period. And it might've been the biggest fish I ever caught in my life. It was, that was it is all you got.
1: So you put a, pa- you put a pattern together to catch the hardest fish to catch in the lake. To me is more, is more better than putting a pattern together to catch five, two pounders.
0: So are you, you're starting to sound like one of those big swim bait
1: guys. Well, no, I don't even throw big swim baits. Here's a good story though. I went fishing with a buddy on his bass boat, a couple of, two or three weekends ago and it was the same thing he's like what do you want to do It's like nah man like i want to i want to go fish with you because we fish a lot of the same water he does turn up fish anyway he fishes he catches fish different than me anyway yeah we're out there first 30 minutes throwing a square bill i, I catch a good one mm-hmm. and I, I thought i was hung for a split second and then i'm like oh that's a fish and then it's coming in i said like, this feels like a good one and i tell him i was like man i think this is a good fish i said I don't think it knows it's nose is hooked yet. And so we get it, we get it, get a little bit closer. And then it, it realizes that something ain't right. Yeah. And it starts pulling drag. And I'm like, yeah, this is a good fish. So he nets, ends up being six and a half pounds. Oh, wow. And that was the only fish I caught the whole day was that one fish. And, but I told him first 30 minutes, I was like, if I don't catch another fucking fish the rest of the day, I'm, my day is made. And then later that day, it was a tough, tough day of fishing. We went and fished mm-hmm. uh, these old uh, railroad pylons. That are underwater i throw my drop shot out there i get a bite i set the hook and it's pulling and all of a sudden it goes like i've caught a lot of big Mm -hmm. fish on my drop shot i have never had one do that well it got us wrapped around all these pylons coming off i mean who knows that bitch could have been two Mm -hmm. pounds it wasn't it was a big it was a big fish there's an area where he's caught big fish too i wish i could have i wish i could have landed it but i caught a six and a half the day that morning so I
0: was yeah good. so you're good to go yeah I, get, I can see both perspectives but just yeah off, off the top of the dome i'd say five well, two that's,
1: that's all we need off the top of your dome i mean you know you got hair now but that dome's gonna be probably be bald in 10 years come back we'll to see. us and we'll see
0: both my grandpas still have a full head of hair so
1: oh then you're good because you know your hair at least on it's the hereditary side, yeah the men's side comes from your your mom's dad's hair. correct so yeah, so if you're if your grandpa on your mama's side got a head full of hair, you're good to go.
0: Yeah. He's got maybe a little bit of a thin spot, but other than that, he's got you he, I mean, you wouldn't tell if you weren't okay. looking at him from the back.
1: Me me and Alex are both hairy ass motherfuckers. So we have we'll been on <laughs> hair for a while. There I you know go. the answer to this. You've already talked about it. We're gonna ask it anyway, because it's part of this. Wacky rig or Texas rig?
0: Texas rig. All day. I know it. You already said it.
1: Wait. I, I have
0: I have stuff for wacky rig. I've used it, but like if it's not a Nico rig, I'd probably just say Texas rig.
1: Slow jams or
0: hype music. Um, God, I'm gonna say hype music. All right, so we
1: got to because we're days. talking
0: about on the way to the on the way to the boat ramp, right? Well, that's what that's the, fuck that's Alex the context is. of the question.
1: That's, no, that's Alex's context of the question. Okay. Mine is. What's your? I'm, like, I'm simple. I'm a simple man. I just, you know, that, that Alex always on the way to the boat ramp. Sometimes I say that shit. I don't know, but this is his, he's supposed to be asking these questions tonight, not fucking me, but he ain't here. So I'm asking the way I want to ask him. We got 15 years difference in me and you. What That's is right. your, what is your definition of a
0: slow jam or of, of hype music? Um, I mean, something that just, no, no you know, I has... need
1: a band. Or a band,
0: an example. Yeah, a um,
1: example. But how else do I ask that question where you don't start going into a diatribe? tribe?
0: So I guess hype music. I would say like a Led Zeppelin versus a Grateful Dead. Some some old school, old even school
1: classic rock.
0: I'm just using two bands from the same era that you know have two stark contrasts in their in their vibes. I guess. Would you
1: consider Fleetwood Mac
0: hype music? No. Do you like Fleetwood Mac? I don't listen to him personally, but I, I don't think I would complain if somebody put him on.
1: If you had to choose to spend a night with Christine McVie or oh uh, uh, shit, I fucking just had her name in my head. Um, um, The other one from Fleetwood Mac. How the fuck do I not? How do You know what I'm saying though? You had to okay. choose a night to spend with Christine McVie or the other one in Fleetwood Mac, who would it be?
0: Uh, I don't even know either of them, so I couldn't tell you. Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Uh, Christina.
1: Ah, you like a freak. You
0: like
1: <laughs> I don't know, freak.
0: man. <laughs> Do you know who I, they are? Yeah, I know who they are. Oh, okay, I was
1: making sure, you know. I'm not that young. Have you ever eaten beaver? Uh,
0: the animal, no. Animal, you live,
1: no. You live in, like... Uh, area with tons of beaver. You've never had one?
0: I've had some off the wall shit, but I've never had beaver. It's delicious. I've
1: well, had I, guinea yeah, pig. You, you what, excuse me?
0: I've eaten guinea pig. Elaborate. <laughs> um so it this is more anecdotal. Was than this anything, was,
1: but... was this when you first got your snake and you got a
0: bunch of guinea pigs? And, <laughs> no, this bitch ain't no. gonna eat them Um so Guinea pig are native South America. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And a couple years ago, well it was a year and a half ago. Sure. Um I I I visited I visited um I went to South America. I went to Peru because my buddy my buddy actually married a girl from Peru. He met her online, flew down to see her, and they've been together ever since. And his wedding was in Peru. So
1: that's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, so I went another friend of mine traveled together, went to Peru. We went to the wedding, it was amazing. The venue was like up in the mountains. It was awesome. We stayed in the capital city, which is huge, like bigger than LA. It's huge. And one of the restaurants we went to offered guinea pig. And it was like an hors d'oeuvre. Like it wasn't like full, like a full, like roasted guinea pig symbol. It was like roll legs. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Um, and like it was like deep fried and like super crispy. Like it didn't taste like an awful lot of anything, but like it it was definitely different, like it was definitely unique. Did
1: it come what? out like a full guinea pig or was it? No,
0: it was like, like I said, it was kind of like an hors d'oeuvre. So it was almost like, I can't remember if it was like a skewer or if they just kind of had like these little squares, like they had like a oh, so it was chunk of lettuce out, and like, it yeah. Like
1: a, it wasn't like a fried squirrel. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Have you ever eaten fried squirrel? I have not. Man, squirrels do squirrel grits and gravy. Mm-mm. Boy, I tell you what, that'd get your girlfriend pregnant in a heartbeat now you cook <laughs> some of that up. <laughs>
0: I'll keep that in mind.
1: No, you should. Do you eat largemouth bass?
0: I've had largemouth bass. I've eaten them before. My, um, my family growing up would eat them. We go when we, like I said, when we had our cottage, like we'd go to the lake and um, Don't eat everything. Yeah, my grandpa would go out in the morning. Like they, my grandma would specifically ask us to keep bass. So we'd mm-hmm. go out and keep our limited bass, and then we'd go out, get up, and clean them, and then we cook breakfast, and then those bass, the flays, would go in the fridge, and then at night we'd go and eat them for dinner.
1: I love it, good old fish fry, man. I yep. tell you what, people talk shit about bass, but I could take bass, catfish, and crappie, play them out, fry them, and majority of people would would mm. n- not know the difference.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep bass in like the summertime usually. Uh, once that like, especially like dog days of summer, that that meat starts to get a little mushy, like a little soft. No, it
1: doesn't. No, it doesn't. In my opinion, still tastes delicious.
0: It does. I I like to keep like the fourteen to sixteen inch yes. bass. Like yes. that that size is perfect for yep. for That's, for you. Yep, yep.
1: But the best the best bass eggs are eight pounders and above. All right, we're getting to the. This is you know this is you know this, is, you know, this question. Everybody mm-hmm. listening, unless you're a first time listener, this is what Bass and Bruise is known for besides being your weekly distraction from quality podcast content. What are your top
0: three sandwich proteins? Sandwich proteins. Um, first, right out the gate, let's start with a, a safe option. Go with ham. Okay. Um, second, I would say like a capicola prosciutto, one of those smoked Italian meats. Just, Just another
1: rich answer. Rich yeah. Answer, a banker answer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then um, third, I'm gonna go with brisket.
1: Oh my man, shit. I don't know. Yeah. We might have had brisket before, but I'm not recalling brisket. I think we have, but that is a good. That is a you ever good, have a good, delicious, just a good old fashioned,
0: sandwich. just long, or smoked brisket sandwich with a little bit of drizzle, a little bit of barbecue on top of it. That's just between a couple pieces of bread, man. That's all you need. Oh my god!
1: I'm gonna go eat some mashed potatoes like this. <laughs> that's all I got. But I'm gonna yeah. pretend that's brisket.
0: <laughs> you got got a little chubby going on down there. You gotta you gotta <laughs> call, talk yourself down a little bit.
1: Would you call it? Would you call it earlier? The the pop up. What were you talking about, it, Colin? Earlier, I, I, I can't remember. remember. <laughs> Can you remember anything we talked about past thirty minutes ago?
0: I'm gonna have to go back and listen to even remember what I talked you're, about.
1: You're gonna listen to this, and you'll be like, I cannot believe I said that.
0: <laughs> yep, probably.
1: Yeah, you are. I mean, that's what happens. So this, will look, man, that was it. We're done.
0: That's that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. All we can right, keep
1: going. We're only two hours and eighteen minutes. Late. I know. I mean, I've got another hour or two left in me.
0: Hey, maybe maybe Alex can get on on TikTok Live. We can do a post game or uh, post podcast.
1: Nope, he's uh, no, he's, he's done. Nope. Yep, he's Ugh. done. he's done.
0: He's loser. Done. Loser.
1: What we can do is I can just leave this recording for the next two hours instead of an <laughs> alarm and wake up and then end the recording and then not just tell Alex anything. <laughs> And when he goes to like get this ready to go out next week, because he's going to look at it tomorrow uh-huh. and he's going to see like four hours,
0: he's going to fucking shit up <laughs> Rick. He's over <just> it. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> like, why were you guys talking for four hours?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, you know, we just started talking about all yeah. kinds of stuff. Actually, I think, I don't know if we could really cover much more than what we've covered in this podcast at this point
0: probably not we'd have we'd have to talk about fishing and then we'd we have talked too much about fishing not enough about other stuff
1: well you know it's, sometimes it happens sometimes it happens right Evan thank you for coming on short notice this was awesome I thanks think, for having yeah, me yeah you, you came on with without Alex so you know it's, it is what it is you got me if you want to come on with Alex again we'll get that set up
0: absolutely I'd be As I'd much, be down to be on again
1: As much fun as I poked to you, this was awesome, it was a good time You did good at the beginning, I'm just giving you a hard time I put you in a spot that nobody else has ever been put in at Bass and Brews (laughs) Where I started the podcast and then was like pointed at you and said let's roll So you did a good job, you at least started it off with a hey-o
0: Yep, I I had to, even if it was too long, I I still did it
1: All right, buddy. We appreciate it. Hey, where can folks find you? I'm supposed to do this before the shotgun round, but where can folks find you on the socials?
0: Um, on TikTok, my username is Evan goes outside. Cause Evan goes fishing, I think was taken. I'll have to revisit that. Maybe I'll change it at some point, but I already have a uh, decal that says Evan goes outside of my truck. So I can't change it now. <laughs> um, and then Evan goes fishing on Instagram and on TikTok or on YouTube. I'm sorry. Um, I think it's all lowercase on YouTube, and I think the first letter of each word is capitalized on Instagram, if I recall.
1: And just so everybody knows, his name is Evan E V A N, not yep E-V-A-N. not even.
0: Yep. Wonderful. Yep. So That's I try it. to I try to post everywhere somewhat often, mostly on TikTok, but I'm trying to get gain a following on Instagram and YouTube too, so you'll see videos there.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for coming on this was a great time for all the brewskies that are still listening thank you for following us this long I, I hope everything's going good because all of a sudden my video has got like a three second lag and it's really i'm about to have a, a seizure over here looking at myself but thank you we appreciate it this is bass and Bruce podcast your weekly distraction from quality podcast content and if we didn't uh hit the part of shitty podcast for you today. Blame Evan because he wanted to talk about fishing. I did my best to steer him into chocolate and poop. So here <laughs> chocolate we go.
0: and poop. Cherry poop. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>